Hey everyone and welcome back to the It's Good To Talk podcast. So today we are joined by Big Kev. So Big Kev, yeah, Big Kev, I get, huh, English is hard guys. I know I do a podcast, words, words are difficult sometimes, but we're doing Big Kev from the Laugh For A Purpose um, uh, Foundation charity. I don't quite know what the exact wording is, um, but we're going to be talking today about Kev's journey and what he does now to try and deal with the wonderful bag of diagnoses that he has had, as many of us do have. They don't come in ones. They come in a bag of pick and mix for most of us. So um, how are you doing, Kev? I am great. I am I am honored to be on here. I'm excited. You got your own coffee cup. Like, that's cool. <laughs> um, I have mine, but I don't even know if I have it around me. I think it's my wife's using it. Um, but no, man, I'm excited to be on here. Um, I love finding more and more spaces to talk about mental health. Um, I, I really enjoy that you have a chessboard in the background. That's a passion of mine. I love oh, a little nice. chess. No, nice. um, but yeah, I'm excited to be here. And the uh, journey is definitely the right word to use. Yes, yeah, I think that is definitely something. It's a journey for all of us. There's no beginning or end or so, solve anything. But you know, I know I'm. I this is properly, um, you know, plugging because this side is this podcast, and I was talking about off screen of the other podcast I do. That's on the other side, so. It just depends on hey, when. <laughs> I found mine. There we so, go. Yeah, like, there we go. <laughs> and then this little brain guy. So he's a brain with nice. my headband on. My <laughs> son designed that when he was 13. Nice. I so like that. I like we, that. We've made it stickers and all kinds of stuff. But yeah. That's, that's perfect. Yeah, no, I, I, I loved it. I, I played chess since I was a kid. I, I actually learned how to play chess specifically so I could get into the dining hall at school and eat faster because that's where the chess club used to be. And in, in the school I was in, they were very strict. You could only go in at like six people at a time unless you were in the chess club. So I went and learned how to play chess so that I could get and fucking eat quicker. <laughs> so, oh. um, I, I learned chess because I hated my brother. Um, <laughs> he So he sucked at all sports. Right. And I was his younger brother. So people would always call him Kevin's brother because I was really good at sports. Right. So then when he got in high school, he started chess and he was really good at it mm. and i was like no <laughs> i gotta be better than him so that's why i play chess love it love it yeah i mean i used to literally play chess have a couple of games eat and then go and play basketball that's what i was because i'm six two you know and i was i've been six two since i was a, a mid-teenager so <laughs> i was playing basketball so um yeah how um how did you kind of you've got your diagnosis now and you've, you've kind of found the start of your path because I, I, I never think there's even a, a, a halfway through our paths. I think we're always at the start of our path because we're always learning something new and that changes the direction of our path. So um, what's your story? Like, how did you get on when you first oh. got your diagnosis and just what, what happened for you? So I'm 43. I'll be 44 this year. So I come from an era where my family didn't believe in mental health. Like I, I literally remember um, the school officer sent me home one day because I was talking about suicide and they told my parents not to send me back until I got professional help. My mom and dad let me just stay home for two days, sent me back and told them I had help, which I never did. They just told me to grow up and suck it up. Right. Yeah. Um, so I didn't even really I didn't believe in mental health because that's what I was taught. I just thought, you know, I'm just a weird guy. Um, and then later in life late 30s um, mid 30s late 30s I started really knowing something was different about me um, had a family everything you know 
seemed to be going okay. And then I had my first suicide attempt. Um, at that point, it was like finances was really my stress. And then that just built up, built up. Um, and my issue is when I would talk to people, I hated their response. It was like, oh, why are you sad? You got great family. You know, you got a wife who loves you. You got three great kids, you know, um, why you're funny. People like, and I hated that response because, you know, if you have cancer, no one says I can fix your cancer. They just said, I'm here for you. Yeah. And no one was there for me. And the worst thing in the world about the internet is you could find easy ways to take your own life. And when I would put suicide in, instead of the first three things on Google telling me it would help me, I started reading about ways to do it. Yeah. And I kept trying. Um, And I was in and out of the hospital. And the first time I ever got put in a hospital was like the scariest shit ever because, like, you go into this hospital and there was this naked lady who ran and because they pushed me up from the uh, emergency room. So I'm in a gurney, like, I'm laying on a bed. And I sit up on a bed and all of a sudden some naked girl runs and jumps on that bed and screaming. And, you know, I'm like, I don't belong here. Yeah. And I was in the hospital and they gave me trazodone to put, to help me sleep. Hmm. And I wasn't all the way asleep. And I heard the nurse and the doctor talking and they're like, I bet that's what's wrong with this guy. He seems pretty good. I bet he just lack of sleep really messed with him. (laughs) So the next morning I remember that. And I was like, man, those pills really helped. I needed that sleep. I feel so much better. And I kept lying to get out of the hospital. Yeah. And then finally, um, the last attempt that I had, when I went in, one of the nurses who I love her to death, she was like, you, you're calling your wife right now. Yeah. And she forced me to. And I called my wife and a lot of people may think she did something really rude, but I thank her every day for it. She said, me and the kids are going to my mom's right now. And my job as a mom is to protect my children. And if I have to protect them from their dad, that's what I've got to do. But I'm not going to let my kids hurt anymore until you get the help that you need for you. We're not coming back. And that hit me. Yeah. And, you know, I was like, hell, I got to get help. Um, Still getting help today. But when I got out of the hospital after a very, very long stay, I was missing something. Mm. I was just missing. Like, I wasn't happy yet. You know, I was better, but I wasn't happy. So I went to a bar with a buddy of mine Yeah, and they were doing an open mic night there, comedy. And I said, shit, I'm going to get up there and talk. And I went up there and said, the only reason I'm here at the bar is because uh, my water got shut off at my house and I needed to go to the bathroom, Um, (laughs) which was kind of funny because our water was shut off at our house. Like we literally didn't have water. We were living rough. Yeah. And people started cracking up laughing. And then I just started telling some real stories and everybody was laughing. I'm like, I'm kind of good at this comedy stuff. Mm. Um, so I started doing open mics and then I started winning contests and then I just started having so much fun, but I was able to talk about mental health. I was able to talk about my journey in a different way. You know, yeah. um, I have a semicolon tattoo on my wrist. Yes. Yeah. And when people ask about it, I would always be like, I don't know what you're talking about. My wife gets tired of me using run on sentences. So she put it here. So I don't use any more run on sentences. And it was just, <laughs> Being able to joke like that with people about mental health um, just put me in this space and I was really happy. And then COVID hit and I lost my comedy and my wife's like, get a podcast. She goes, you started, you quit doing comedy. You started hosting shows to raise money for NAMI and other mental health organizations. Hmm. You got less 
funny with your comedy and more serious do a podcast yeah and um two and a half years later here we are and, <laughs> yeah uh, it, it's just growing but i still got a lot of shit that i'm working on man like mm. people see my podcast and you know we get to charity if we get to that what we're doing now people see the money coming in yeah. and same way with you like people see that we have a podcast and they think oh their their life's fine and dandy yeah you know but dude i get up and i work from home my bed is literally right behind me mm. and i'm sitting where i work yeah I literally struggle for that four feet, if that makes sense. I struggle to make it four feet away. Yeah. And that four feet may not seem a lot, but that's how my kids eat. That's how my oldest goes to college. That's how that, that's our life. You know, yeah. I'm a one income family. Uh, yeah. But I struggle with that four feet. It's so difficult. I mean, I, I mentioned in if I've got the order of when I've recorded these podcasts and when they're coming out right in my previous podcast last week um, from this. I mentioned the fact that um, for me, like you say, people see see you on podcast and, you know, oh, they're smiling. And I swear to God, the fact to have dimples fucks with them because they're like, well, he's definitely fine. He's got dimples. Look at the smile. Oh, it's cute. Yeah. I have that baby face because like I'm 37, I'm nearly 40 as well. And I, people generally don't think that, but I have a baby face and a, oh, he's got a smile and everything. And it's like, you're fine. Oh, you're, you know, you're ready for a, a fight when it comes to podcasts and Twitch. And so therefore you must be fine. And the point I made last week on my pod, on this podcast was I am annoyed. I wake up every morning. I don't yeah. like, that's not, it's, and, it, and people always think, oh, so you're suicidal. I'm not, no, I'm not, not right now. But I, it doesn't mean I'm happy to be here. They're two different things. Wanting to take myself out of this situation and being annoyed that I'm here aren't the same thing. But there's not been a time in a very long time that I've woken up and thought, yay. You know, it's, I wake up and go, fuck this again. Maybe. And that's, that's, you know, that's a problem. And, and you said that you said people see you all happy this and that. And mm. You know, when I talk about mental health, especially with younger people, um, I explain it and and I know it's going to come across weird to you, but I explain it. My, my mental health is like a fart, mm. which means when I'm out in public, I hold it in. Mm. But when I get home, anybody around me has to deal with the stink. Yeah. And, and that, that's how I describe it. And, you know, when you're on a stream, you know, that's finances for you. That's money for you. So, you 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 know, you're smiling because you're having fun. You're doing that. But people don't know what's going on behind the smile you know, and pe people don't understand. And it is, I, I woke up two weeks ago and the, well, it was two months ago, sorry. Yeah. Two months ago, this foundation, this whole basket thing that I've been dreaming about for four years has never happened. All of a sudden two months ago, I wake up and we have a huge amount of money in our donations for this. Hmm. I should be on cloud nine. Yeah. You know, I roll over, I get the phone. I'm like, Oh, that's good. And then my first thought is, huh? Wow. Kevin, how are you going to fuck this up? Right. Yeah. Like I, I had panic. I have panic attacks when everything's going good because my mind's like, when are you going to fuck it up? When's that bottom going to come out? Like I have trouble celebrating anything, you know, you know how rough it is to do a podcast and yeah. you're like me, we don't edit, but still it's, it's a lot. You've got scheduling, you've got the show, you've got to make sure you're on topic. You tell people you got promotion. Like there's a lot behind it. And when I hit my, two years you know my two year show and then after that you know you hit your hundredth show and then you hit your two-year anniversary all that stuff happened i couldn't celebrate it and, and i should you know you watch 
sitcoms on TV, when they hit their 100th episode, it's usually live and they have this big celebration because a lot goes into it. And I still, I can't celebrate any of my victories. I've had some of my heroes on my show. Yeah. Like some of the biggest names in mental health. I've had, I mean, hell, Kenny Florian, one of the greatest UFC fighters of all time. His mm. promo videos on my channel. Like you go to my website and he's there talking. Matt Moore, like we got these huge celebrities and I can't celebrate it because I'm just waiting for me to fuck it up. Yeah, it's, it gets, and, and you, you, it's hard to celebrate because of the fact that you, I believe this as well. So I'm having a go at myself, even when I'm saying this, but anybody can do it. So why is it special? That's what, that's what the mind says. Like I, when, when this podcast first started, one of the, back when this was a university project, um, I was a mature student and I was, um, I was president of student mind, which is like a student um, mental health thing. Um, and I, when, pandemic happened i was like uh, well like we can't fucking do anything we're not allowed in university can't do anything let's start a podcast and about six or seven episodes in i got call me chris from tiktok um and if anyone out there knows call me chris call me chris even at that time was on about a million she's actually done another podcast with us since even again when it was still the university so it wasn't this it wasn't an independent thing this was still part of a university project before i went independent um and she came back when she had like 20 million she now has about 45 million and she has about six million on youtube she's massive and but when people said that how i i actively and i still won't now give credit to myself i just asked her like it's not it's just why why it's not special like whereas in reality even if the answer truly is you just ask them you should go I fucking I did it I I went out there and I made sure to you know you should give yourself something extra but you don't because you're just going to go well it's, it's nothing special yeah. you know yeah. and you do you just attack yourself and it, it, it's it's horrific like that because you can't and you can't like you say you, you have that kind of mask when you're in public um because you have to and I think people don't understand that is that what what is the alternative it is you go out there and show everyone every depth of your of your fucked up head and again i'm going to say this again because i always say this when i do this and i know people have had to get me before i'm going to say fucked up head and i'm going to have a go at it because it's my fucking head do not get offended on my behalf of anybody else's fuck off with your bullshit um it's you know it's my fucked up head and i'm going out there and what do i just just respond how i want to because in my mind right. my response to what people are saying out there is very different my responses to when I'm helping someone online, when I'm talking through with something, you know, they're very different. And I had, at the end of last year, I had a, I had a burnout, basically. And mm -hmm. my, I always talk about the fact that there's a, everyone has a default emotional setting. And every, and the neurotypical world seems to think that that default should be happy or that it yeah. is happy. And it's just not. My default setting is anger and upset. That's my default. That is what my emotional setting is. And so when I was burning out, that's how I was online. When people were saying stuff and, and doing exactly what I was doing, you know, not, not agreeing and, and beating themselves up, my immediate thing was just fucking listen to me. You know, that, that's how, right. and you just don't, and what's the alternative to put a mask on? Being like that all the time, allowing myself to fall into my default or, you know, smile and pretend it's okay <laughs> it gets really hard it's it, it does and and you know you're you're talking about 
getting getting her on the podcast that was the same way like i'm i'm a big guy i've always been into professional wrestling like wwe wrestling and all that and my all-time favorite wrestler growing up was a guy by the name of matt morgan they call him the blueprint and he then went on a show called american gladiators then became a mayor of florida like this and and he he came on our show i was the first show that he opened up about addiction on and it's i'm the same way people are like oh my gosh like even my friends who know about my podcast in real life they're like oh my gosh you got to talk to matt morgan uh, yeah i was lucky but you're right i did i went out and asked i wrote him i wrote the email that touched him enough to say hey i'll do it you know right. and but you just i think part of me is like I part of me is I feel like it will come across egotistical and like I'm cocky if I celebrate myself and then part of it is like why celebrate because you know you're gonna fuck it up soon like that's my biggest thing self-sabotage oh yeah yeah I mean self-sabotage I think is is a very true thing and a bullshit thing at the same time because you assume you're gonna self-sabotage everything but then you also do seem to actively want to do it to yourself um and it's 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 a fucking nightmare but yeah i it's i i i think to a lot of people i just come across cocky and arrogant anyway and i've been having a discussion recently with a few people and it's i i it's because it's one it's because of my mental health but it's also myself because it's it's the wall i put up because it's a lot easier for people to not like you than it is to have to keep up with the pretense that i'm the greatest guy in the world like i i i i always have the saying of i'm an asshole everyone's an asshole it's just whether i'm your kind of asshole um because if you go with the idea that everyone's an asshole well then if they turn out to have done something horrendous they're an asshole you already knew they're an asshole but right. if they you if they're a good person they're just your kind of asshole you know that's that's the thing it's it's and i actually i i adapted that from um, Die Hard Two, it's when um, when when the guy turns to uh, turns to John McClane and says, because uh, John McClane says, "I thought you were an arsehole." Like, I am. I'm just your kind of arsehole. And it's true, you know. Th- that's if you that's start great. that setting. Whereas if you start at the setting of everyone's a lovely person and the world is full of sunshine and, and rainbows, the second somebody you find out they're a complete cock, that's destructive. That then right. fuck. What do I do? You know. Um, and I think yeah, it, you do. I, I got to the point with a lot of it, and I know I overthink the other way as well, but I, I just kind of gone, well, everyone thinks I'm a dick anyway, so fuck them. Um, you know, it's it's that kind of that kind of thing. Even though I've had, I've done writing and things like that, and people have read my writing on different subjects and gone, well, but I thought you thought the exact opposite. And I'm like, when have I ever said that? When have I ever said the horrendous things that you think I've I think? Well, you haven't, but but what? And that's the thing that that's the, I think that's the biggest in my mind. That's the biggest difference in neurotypical and neurodivergent is right. neurodivergent. We're not assuming what you mean. You say it, and we go okay. Whereas neurotypical, like oh well, yeah, but you, there must be something behind that. Just because you're a bunch of cunts doesn't mean we are. Like that's the. <laughs> that's I'm just the, mad that I spent hundreds of fucking dollars on self-help books when I could have just watched Die Hard. Like, <laughs> exactly, <wow>. exactly. <laughs> Die Hard has the answers. I could have more Funko Pops if these books weren't up here on this shelf. Hey, there you I go. got one little movie. Die Hard 2, I tell you. It's <laughs> go to my eBay page, laugh for a purpose. I will be selling my catalog of books <laughs> because I'm an asshole and that's okay. <laughs> yeah, it's, I mean, that, that's the thing. It's, and I think 
I, I think we should all have that. And it, I think it helps. It helps because if you go the other way, people put you on a pedestal. And you'll know as much as me is if someone puts you on a pedestal, the first response you have is, oh, don't do that. No, don't, don't, put, don't put me up here because now I, now that's more pressure on me. What, what, now I can fuck up. I can, you know, what do you do? Where do you go from there? And it's, it's a nightmare. So, um, but yeah, you, you went. You more- that reasoning will work in my marriage. The next time my <laughs> wife calls me an asshole, I just say, but I'm your kind of asshole. <laughs> What does that make you love? You married me. Um, <laughs> I'm going to try it tonight. Because I'm sure she'll call me an asshole tonight. So. <laughs> yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it, you're, you're kind of asshole. I mean, I have actually, um, I have a command when I go into um, into one person, a friend of mine on Twitch's um, um, stream now, um, falling in reverse, their song, I am aware that I am an asshole, but I that is my entrance music. <laughs> that is great. <laughs> I used to have one guy on Twitch who had interest music too. Like every time I would go into a stream and it was always, uh, thank you for being a friend by the, the Golden Girls theme song. <laughs> nice. Yeah, it's, it's good because I, you know, I, I, like I've said, like I said off screen, I'm I'm a I'm a, a monkey in a suit. So people have one view of me, and then my immediate thing is, nah, I'm an arsehole. This is don't fucking call me wholesome. Don't call me lovely. And nah, it's not me. It's not me. And you know what? All those people that say all that, all those LA bullshitters, they're taking your money. So <laughs> when I have you on my podcast, can I please name it? your kind of asshole. Oh, go for it. Go yes. for it. Because I that guarantee is. you, anyone from my community is gonna go. He did that. <laughs> that's, that's, I am going that I, I am going to just go ahead and make the title thing tonight. It is that <laughs> is gonna be it. You're kind of asshole. Yeah. But I mean, so comedy comedy was your was it your your help or was it your because it obviously it can be taken different ways. It's was my it, therapy. It is your therapy. I was gonna say because yeah, obviously me, it can be it can be a help and bring you forward, or it can be the only thing meaning that you're scratching on, you know. Because I, I don't know how it is where you're at, but in the States, like if you have state insurance, right? Like, you know, we, we were homeless pretty much, you know, I was too depressed to work. I wasn't bringing money in. Our savings were depleted. Um, so we had state insurance and yes, it's like free healthcare. Don't get me wrong. It was great, you know, but you got the bottom of the barrel that they didn't really have good mental health outlets for you. Right. Um, so every counselor I had, because you know you had to see a counselor for 31 times before you could see a psychiatrist just to prescribe you medicine. So it's all kind of bullshit stuff. So every counselor I had annoyed me and it didn't work. You know, I had one counselor who every day would ask me questions about stuff. Like, and it wasn't about my mental health. It was like, hey, do you think I should do this? Do you think like, <laughs> it was crazy. So I found comedy and it was just like, I felt better about myself and I felt that I had a purpose you know because I was making people laugh Mm. and you know I was able to talk about myself like I'm a big guy I'm six foot ten and I'm 440 pounds so I'm a big guy so I could talk about my weight and I could talk about things that bug me you know and and people were laughing and it was funny and I never felt they were laughing at me they were laughing at what I said yeah and it's instant gratitude and I think that's what I need you know, and, I, and I'll, I'll admit it, you know, it sounds stupid, but that's what I like instant gratitude. Like, you know, if I do something good, tell me I did it good. Yeah. I mean, um, 
I think that the therapy, because when people, and I'm glad you said that, because when people usually think of the word therapy, immediate thought in everyone's mind is fucking Frasier. That's what they think of. For anyone that's younger than than me and Kev, um, someone on a someone listening to you as you stretch out on a slate, uh, chaise lounge, you know that kind of yes. And what were you thinking about that? And what did your mother say? You know, it's that's what you think of. But of course, that's talking therapy. And people, for me, I run. There's right in front of me here are a shitload of marathon uh, medals. I have a marathon on Sunday. I run because it's me running away from my own fucking head. For you, it's comedy, and it is important that people know, like what is cliched and stupid as this comment is going to sound what works for you works for you as long as you're not getting screwed over by somebody else because they they're putting a crystal on your head and saying now give me 50 dollars because of it like as long as you're not getting fucked over by someone if it's working for you great who gives a fuck what anyone else thinks as long as it's working for you and you're not getting fucked by somebody else great because that's your therapy you know that's your therapy so when you went into so have you found then because you said your wife said you'd gone from like being funny to more serious have the podcast now become your therapy yes absolutely okay absolutely um and i've got such a community like i you know i know people who's got podcasts that's got you know millions of followers and you know they don't get a lot of feedback you know i get i go through 100 emails a week minimum um, I've just got people who are reaching out to me and, and part of it is kind of like what I like about yours. It's like, we're real. We're, we're not going to edit shit out. We're going to be legit. And I've decided this year not to have as like, cause I have a pretty good array of big name guests who I have lined up anytime I want them, but I decided this year just to have real people, yeah. you know? And like, I had a girl who literally did the podcast from her bed cause she hasn't got out of her bed in two years because of depression. Yeah. But I have her on the show and tell her story. I've got just people telling their real stories. Yeah. And it was just like, wow, I'm giving, I'm opening this platform for other people to release their bullshit. Like I get to do mine every day, you know? And I still, I still have like a joke of the day and I kind of have my comedy part of it. Um, but yeah, it's, a, I do have a therapist now, you know? Um, and, and we work a lot. She, she works with me on trying to celebrate my victories. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just, I grew up with always being told I couldn't do it and I wasn't going to do it, you know? Um, and I was just like, fuck it, I'm doing it, right? You know, when when I release that podcast and I get my Spotify and my SoundCloud and my all my notifications, you know, Laugh for a Purpose dropped a new track, blah, blah, blah. I'm just like, I did that, you know? And, and I don't, fuck you, dad. I don't need you to tell me that. I don't need you to listen to it. You know, I got a podcast. I can talk shit about my parents because I know they're not going to fucking listen, you know. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's definitely become my therapy. Um, it's also become my distraction, if that makes sense. Yeah. So, you know, I, I don't edit the interview, but mm-hmm. I do my own beginning and I do my own end, you know, so I do have to edit it. Right. So I don't touch the interview, but I add my beginning to it and I add my end to it. Yeah. Sometimes like with RJ and more than likely with you and some other people who are really good at talking. I don't do that. I just do one co-host, but there is editing. And then I do promotional posters and I do all this thing. So a lot of that's a distraction for me. Yeah. And when I'm distracted, I'm not in my own head. Yeah. Um, you know, I can't give money away. I don't, I don't have money. Like I am a family of five, one in college. We are a one income family. I live paycheck to paycheck. 
So I can't be on Twitter doing giveaways. But what I do is I tell people all the time, hey, if you want a really cool Twitter banner, I'll do you one for free. Um, You know, people get charged $70, $80, but it's just a distraction for me. um, Because if my mind is on something else, then I forget how much I hate myself. Um, and, and the podcast does it. The podcast really takes my mind off of things. So yeah, I get gratitude from it and it is therapy, but man, I just need a distraction. So I forget how much I hate myself. Yeah. Like I hate, I hate driving. Yeah. Um, cause I'm by myself. I have to always call somebody to talk to them. Hell I hate sitting on the toilet. I just hate any opportunity I'm by myself because it reminds me how much I hate myself. It's one of those things with, I, cause I hate silence in a similar kind of way um i there's no time like when i go to when i go to bed um the first thing i do is put these on and i turn a film on and i go to bed listening to a film i cannot abide silence it drives me to just again because all you do is start to go in your own head and you start to go i'm a piece of shit you know you look at you know and you look in the mirror you've you've put weight on or you've woken up late or anything any fucking thing and you look in the mirror and go you're a piece of shit what are you doing and i think that's the thing and and i'm sure it'd be interesting to see and and possibly something we maybe i I will start doing for podcasts is asking my guests at the end how, how do you think i feel right now and see what their take is on the mask that you've put up for the entire episode because the reality okay Every now and again, you'll probably be able to go, yeah, I'm okay. But a lot of the time, you're there just going, I hope I can get through this without looking like a complete fucking useless piece of shit that I am. And that's that's the thing that I think people really don't understand that or see that because they see, you know, someone making jokes, happy guy, yeah, oh, it's Big Kev, cool, yeah. Because even the name kind of invokes that kind of idea, you know. It's it's that kind of, oh, Big Kev, cool, yeah, nice one. And we can, you know, that's what it, it goes into. But in reality, you're suffering with a lot of other, a uh, lot of other stuff as well. And it's, you know, it's, it's a nightmare. I mean, to feel, so the worst thing that I think in a world that I deal with, and, and maybe you similar, but I hate feeling that I want to be the person that I act like I am. Mm. I mean, I, when I'm at work, you know, I don't know how many times in life, I would come home from work, you know, now I work from home and I draw, I, I left management on purpose. I needed to focus on me. So I took a step down, but when I was in management and I was dealing with everything, suicide, depression, everything, I don't know how many times I would come home when I was working and my wife would say, you know, sometimes I wish you would treat me like you treat your employees. Like that's a fuck statement there. Like, ouch, you know? And, and I really, when I'm at work and when I was in public, when I was doing comedy, when I do that, like that person's cool. Like big Kev does a lot of good in the world, you know? And I still to the day can't grasp that that's me, you know what I mean? And so they got me with bipolar, borderline personality disorder, PTSD. Um, so basically Robin Williams, but a lot fatter. Um, so like I got more titles than John Cena's got, but <laughs> none of it makes sense to me it's just like you know you're giving me all these titles and you're you're trying that doesn't make it better you know nice. because i'm bipolar and because you as a doctor can fucking explain what's wrong with me i can't explain it you know 
I, I can't explain it. And, and I think the biggest issue with me still to the day, understanding my journey and trying to figure it out is how others treat me with it. Mm. Like, don't fix me. Don't yeah. tell me what's great in my life. Don't fucking remind me. Like, I know I've got a great wife. She's stuck by me for 20 years now. and you know 14 suicide attempts and pushed her away so many times because i didn't think i deserve her but she's still here yeah i got three kids who are freaking amazing you know my oldest is in college and works full-time and just an amazing kid and i know all this right (laughs) like don't tell me you know but then i get that other side of my parents oh you're just looking for attention you're not sad you know you had a good life you know, we raised you well, so I don't believe any of it. And I just have yet in 43 years found that medium, find that middle area where people like, bro, I get it. Like it sucks, you know, and that's why I, I mesh with you really well. That's why me and RJ hook up and, you know, it's just people don't get it. And, and I use my podcast to try to make people get it. Yeah. It's, it's that, it's that difficulty because like you say, you, you want to be someone else. I mean, I pretty much came my online persona. Now, my online persona is to a very big extent me. But of course, as I openly say on my streams, everyone's putting a fucking mask on. And I give a shit whether you say you're not. Or not. I, don't, I don't care because you put a mask on to go outside. So you put a fucking mask on. Um, but so much so that for four months, I basically forgot my name was Adam. I was up for the challenge. That was that was people called me up up for the challenge or challenge that was what i answered to that was who i was and weirdly enough that being that person made me feel more special because i was you know you go into someone's stream on twitch hey up how you doing how you doing man everyone's happy to see you everyone wants to see you they don't know who the fuck you are like some people obviously interact with me now but you know you go into something even if it's a new one they'll be like hey Hey, thanks for thanks for following, man. How you doing? Yeah, cool. Where's Adam? No one gives a fuck if I'm outside. No one gives a, you know. Mm-hmm. Who, who the fuck? Oh, hey, hey, how you doing? You know, that's and and you got to then you got to kind of deal with being being you again, and it's yeah. and it's that and it's that fighting yourself because like I say, I immediately at the same time say, don't put me on a pedestal. Do not treat me nicely. Don't do this. But at the same time, you're going. But I like the fact that you like me. It's you know I. Great. Yep. you like me fantastic but don't fucking like me and it, <laughs> you're just like I, I, so i got called on this in my last podcast actually where my my, my main thing is i and it i absolutely 100 believe this when i say it but i know i also know that i did this with, with the other person is um i don't fucking care if you're going to come at me if you're going to come for my community if you're going to be an asshole i don't care fuck you but at the same time when I insult someone, if I, uh, by accident, or, or I've made a bad impression the first time, I'll overthink it and I'll maybe message their friend and be like, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry about that. I'm sorry, I was a, a complete cock. And I, I keep going, oh, and that, no, it's fine, man. No, no, yeah, but I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm sorry about that. Whereas I'm still telling and still believe the fact that I don't fucking care. But, uh, you do. and it's like, but it's fighting what yourself is because you've got that version of you in line. You've got Big Kev, I've got up for the challenge. Yeah. then it's like it's adam and kevin it's not the same it's it's different i'm not i am not the bright ball of fucking sunshine you know i'm not the same person um and okay i'm more aggressive than a lot of the mental health people on especially on twitch 
um, because fucking LA is too big and they have all those cocks on them. But I, you know, I'm way fucking harsher in real life. Like I'm, it's that's me being nice, and that's still something I I, I like to be. Like I, I don't like it, but I do like it, and it's and you like you say you're you're fighting to try and be someone that isn't real, that can't be real, and actually you probably dislike to a point because of the fact that people like them. Um, and I, I get it with um, when I do a lot of things because I don't know I don't know about you, but I tend to. I'll do a lot of things. So I'll overlap. I'll do two or three jobs at once. I'll do two or three hobbies at once. So I learn things and then I've done a lot of things. And then people try to be nice or just have a joke with me, go, oh, you've done everything. God, why haven't you done? My mind goes, why are you having to go at me? Right. What, 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 what's, or I think that they think I'm lying. And like, I always feel the need to go, like, I have, I have um, stuff on on the wall behind me of of different different qualifications and stuff, and I almost feel the need when people and be like, "Look, it's it's real." So, it, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like with with this basket thing, I feel like every time I get an email, I have to show everybody, you know, because yeah. you know. And and it's funny you mentioned what you did because today, like I had a setback. So where I'm sitting right now, I'm on my regular computer, but literally right over here is my work computer, mm. and. I work, I work for a, a cell phone company that all their cell phones are only sold to the elderly, right? Okay. So I work tech support for smartphones for the elderly. So I wow. teach 90-year-old women Facebook <laughs> all day. Um, but most of it is I'm just talking, right? Because with older people, like, I don't need to do anything. I can just walk them through it. So I am on Twitter all day. So today... Um, I do something called post-it notes where I just Photoshop a post-it note and I write a nice little note and I literally mass deliver it to almost everybody in my Twitter. I think I sent it to you today. I as did. Well. I got it today. Yeah. Right? right. So I do that. And I always sign it big Kev. So a young lady who just recently started following me, um, I sent her son a basket. Um, he deals with anxiety and she follows me and she retweets everything. And she is a huge supporter um, her husband got a bonus and they took their bonus and donated it to us. Like the huge supporter. I sent her to post it today and she goes, Oh, your name's Kevin. Big Kev. Hi, I'm whatever, you know, whatever her name was. And I'm like, Oh, she only knows me as laugh for a purpose. Like she doesn't even know the big Kev persona. She knows laugh for a purpose. And she's like, Oh, your name's Kevin. And I'm thinking to myself, we sent your kid something. Hmm. we you've donated your hard-earned money for us like you have committed hours of your days to retweet everything i say like you really looked at me as somebody who inspired you you've given me these messages but you don't know me and it hurt like i don't don't get me wrong like i'm so glad that her kid like the promo videos we use her kids on it and and like she's always retweeting and they've donated money and she's got contests. Like she does so much for our organization. She's bought shirts from our website, but she doesn't know me. And I'm behind all of it. You know, every day I, I get emails. Your organization is amazing. I love what your organization does. I can't believe your organization did this. There's no fucking organization. It's me. Yeah. It's literally laugh for a purpose. It's me. And I can't write or spell or shit. So my wife 
checks everything. She reads all my stuff, you know, and fixes my spelling errors. And she works tirely, tirelessly on our Amazon, updating what we want for the baskets. And she packs them and like she's behind the scenes. But laugh for her purpose is me. Mm. That's it. And people think it's a giant organization. And then she literally said, oh, your name's Kevin. And I kind of like was so hurt today. And I know she didn't mean to hurt me. And I understand she didn't know my name because I don't use my name. You know, it's just laugh for a purpose. And it's branding 101, right? And it was just, I stepped back and I'm like, am I doing any of this? Like, do, do, do people know Kevin's doing this? You know? Yeah. And it hurt like hell. It's it's weird of like, when I when I think about, because plenty of people that I've that I've interacted with on on Twitch and stuff like that know my real name none of them weird enough two of them call me by my real name both of them are mental health uh, Twitch streamers um but even one of them is like nah I can't like he'll he'll kind of acknowledge it at that name but he'll call me up and everyone they still call me up Monty did the last time I had Monty on the podcast Monty still in the podcast away from the up for the challenge thing just went oh yeah so up and I understand why because when the camera's on that's who I am I'm I'm up for the challenge people know me as up for the challenge that's how I've come across that's how people have introduced me to people as up for the challenge um and it's just so weird because you're like it's a bit like I don't know if you've seen the new Disney show Moon Knight yes okay so it's a bit it's a bit like being Stephen and having Mark in the back of your head and going, which fucker am I? Because yeah. Mark's the one that everyone knows. Mark's the one that's the confident one that can do all this shit. Mark's that one. So am I Stephen? Like <laughs> right. what's, what's right. going on? And I've got like there was so when I wanted to do the podcast and I, I mean, I did one Twitch video. I have a Twitch channel and I did one, you know, my very first one I ever did had about 30 continuous viewers. Mm. Um, but I just didn't have time. I, like I couldn't figure out when to have time to do it. Um, but there was one mental health streamer. Um, he goes on mental, he goes by my daddy can. Right. Um, fantastic. And he would call me laugh always. Hey, laugh. Hey, laugh. Hey, laugh. And then I had him on the show. And just like you and I had a couple of minutes before we started recording just to chat and, you know, make sure everything's working, him and I would chat and we got to know each other. Yeah. And when I would go in his stream, he would say, hey, there's Kevin. And when I would type, you know, instead of tagging my daddy can, I would type out Brian, you know, and it was just one of those things where that felt the most real to me. You know, I could go in there and he would call me Kevin and that felt real and it was more like he treated me kevin the way everybody else treats laugh right or the way everybody else treats up yeah he treated kevin and although it's just a word it changed like i loved his stream just because i was kevin you know i I was who i who i am you know i'm a big guy and when you're a big guy the one especially when you're 610 when you go to a grocery store, everybody stares at you, right? Like, oh my God, dudes, especially kids. Like, yeah. whoa, you know? Um, and I live with the whole fear of what, why are they staring at me? Like, it can't, I, I don't, I can't explain. I know I'm 6'10, right? I know that 
your grandma's going to ask me to get the peanut butter off the top shelf. I get it. Yeah. But, but why are you looking at me? Do I have something wrong? Is my stomach sticking out? Like what's wrong? You know? Yeah. And I think when I go into that and I love you say mask, you know, but I think when I get up in the morning, I'm Kevin, when I'm logging on work, I'm crying for no reason. I'm talking to my wife, you know, I, I sometimes I'll do the thing where I talk to my wife to try to get her approval to let me take off work. Right. Yeah. Um, like, Hey hun, um, since so-and-so took us out to eat, we don't need that dinner on Wednesday. So if I leave early, you know, I think we'll still be okay. And that person's Kevin and I can't stand that person. But when I open my computer and I log on to Twitter, that's that mask. And, and yeah, it's it's in my head. The, you say your 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 height and and everything like that, and the immediate thing I think about is is um um oh Glenn Jacobs. Are you Glenn Jacobs or Kane? The fucking right. mask on six ten. Right. <laughs> mask on. Do I take it off? Because and it's it's for the same reasons, but you know, obviously there's the there's the story. So we'll we'll take the story of Kane. As right. he'd been having a scarred face. So there was a scar. Yeah. There was a scar that he couldn't deal with. And he thought, and when when we see that storyline, when he took it off, he beat the shit out of people because he thought that they saw what he was scared of. He thought that they saw something that he didn't want the world to see. And it, it it's the same thing. It's a it's Never thought of being able to bring the story of um, Kane into mental health, but okay. Um, I take that. I could take that farther. Glenn yeah. Jacobs actually kept me from getting my ass kicked one day. True oh. story. <laughs> oh, I was in a casino. Yeah, and um, so Ric Flair was at our table. It was Ric Flair, Glenn Jacobs, a couple other guys. I don't even indie guys at the point. Hmm. And Flair is a dick. Like he's an asshole when he's drunk. Yeah. And I'm at one side of the table. He's directly across from me. I'm at one. He's at six. And he's trying to tell me what to do. Like, I don't know how to play blackjack. And like, listen, I know how to play. So I just kept really getting annoyed. And I had a 16. And I knew I was supposed to hit because the dealer was showing a seven. That you hit. That's it. And he kept saying, you better hit. And I was like, fuck it. I'm not going to hit. So I didn't hit. And the dealer busted. And I leaned across the table at Ric Flair and went, <laughs> <laughs> him and the other guys got up and glenn jacobs just kind of grabbed me and pushed me to the side he's like man you don't want none of this it's gonna get ugly i would just take your winnings and walk away and yeah so yeah so kane kane kept rick flair from kicking my ass so. nice uh, but yeah. you're so right about the mass though and you know i don't know if you do it but i do it as a mental health advocate and as somebody who talks to people you know when somebody asks me for advice i first tell them i'm not a professional right i i am certified life coach right but i'm not a professional so i don't take my advice at will but when i give advice i'm the first to tell you you don't have to be behind a mask i'm the first to tell you that you need to love yourself mm. and i think sometimes i feel guilty about it you know because I'm telling them, you know, but I'm not doing it myself. Yeah. And, you know, and sometimes I wonder is like, if everybody who emails me that tells me, hey, what you're doing is an inspiration, what you do for everybody, it's just an inspiration. I, I always worry is like, if I told them that I woke up this morning and wanted to take my own life, 
do they still see me as an inspiration? And I've done it. And I, I'm not kind of, there's, if you go through my library of 107 shows now, there are two or three shows where I just got on and was crying and just said, this is how I feel today. I cut my guests. I pushed them off a week and I was like, I was, I come back here to, you know, get it all together and upload it. And I just was like really shitty. And I was like, I'm just going to record me. And I would just talk. And I've had podcasts like that, you know, um, I had a podcast, what it's like to grow up with a dad who wants to take his own life. And I had this young lady on there who happened to be my daughter. I interviewed my own daughter. You want to talk about one that will mess with you. And I get all these emails still to the day about how these things are inspirational. Mm. And I feel I can get through it. They'll say, I feel I can get through what I'm going through because I hear you and how you got through it. Yeah. I'm just like, I'm not through it. No. It's so strange when things like that happen as well. Like, so I have um, up here the first time anyone ever said to me, and weirdly enough, you know what? It's actually addressed to my name. And I hadn't really thought about that before. But um, when I first went onto Twitch, I was suicidal. I was, so people will know from, you may not, I don't know what, what podcast you've seen, but my wife died in 2019 of brain cancer. Um, 2020 um lockdown happened in the uk and by lockdown it meant you don't leave the house my wife had died in that house so i was then on top of mental health and the week that me and my wife um, originally got together um i tried to kill myself on the monday on the friday we were we were together as as partners um so she was the one that stopped me last time now she was gone so 2020 was me going right <clears throat> there's nine days to go as I planned it, nine days to go, that's it. And I'm, I'm done. Um, and I was just on Twitch because I needed another voice. I needed to just hear voices that weren't the ones in my own fucking head, that weren't the, the blowing through a fucking wind through my house. You know, I was in a big, big ass house and I just spent my time in my office. And I came across five channels on Twitch. None of them to do with mental health. Not really. You know, they, were, they did the Mental Health Monday, but they were just chatting, you know? Um, and one of them was um, uh, TYSK Gaming. Um, and I, that along with the other channels and along with everything else that's happening outside, you know, everything, other things, promises I've made to my wife to help a charity for, for brain cancer, all sorts of things. Those channels helped me. And I always say they made me smile at a time that I couldn't. And so whereas they may not have stopped me if any one of those one bits if any one of those channels hadn't been streaming that day i wouldn't be here and then the first bit of um that mail i ever got was from someone from one of the twitch channels saying you helped me um i stayed online when i realized you were going online i waited for half an hour until you were streaming i was waiting for you you've helped me so much you know i've been in a tough place and everything like that and i was like literally one of the reasons that i am here is helped you and it's fucking weird because you're like you're the reason you along with everything else but you're one of the reasons i'm on this planet like the idea that you that i've helped you like what the fuck are you on about right. what what and and right. so for, for me it's it's interesting because you say about would they still find you an inspiration? Well, I don't know about inspiration. I never like to think about it like that, but that was a, a tested one. Like, because I was the broken piece of shit beforehand. Mm -hmm. 
I still am, by the way, everyone. Um, but I was openly broken piece of shit then. And they still were like, no, man, you, you've helped me. You know, right. I've actually, I've, I've, I've put it up here. So I've got, I'll read you basically what it says. And it says, it's, it, weirdly enough, it actually says both. I've just, it says to Adam and then goes high up. So <laughs> I've got dual personality in this. It's like, I'm not very good at words or expressing gratitude but you have done a lot for me, um, so it is um, worth the try. This month has been really challenging with university, relationships, blah, 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 but you've helped me massively through your streams, and I'm sure um, many others who view you um, will agree. The other night, I couldn't stop panicking and had a lot of intrusive thoughts, and I was sat waiting for your stream, and you helped. I know you're aware, but being um, there for others can become challenging when your own issues start appearing. So as you always say to me and others, always keep um, your light on. I'm always here if you um, ever need a friend. Um, from the bottom of my heart, thank you for being, um, and keep being you. Now it's, and that is from, like I say, if that person hadn't have been there on the day that they were, I wouldn't right. They wouldn't have had help from me because I wouldn't have been here. There was no, you know, this was in, during the pandemic. It was, it was, um, no one was around. We weren't allowed to leave our house. No one would have fucking seen me. No one would have found me. No one would have found me until the dog I had at the time started to fucking eat me. Like, that was it. There was no, there was no question. It, it wasn't the kind of, because I know there's plenty of people out there that are like, oh, well, you, you thought about it. No, no, no. It was, that was it. Fine. Um, and it's just weird to think that actually you could be helping the people that at the same time you thought were kind of helping you. And it's far more symbiotic, I think, sometimes than you realize. And I mean, I had an email today. There, there's a lady who's doing a big charity event for us. Mm. And she sent me a message. She goes, I want you to know that it wasn't this basket thing you're doing. It wasn't this, you know post-it note thing you're doing but the reason i followed you and the reason i want to do something for you is because my husband took his own life he was military mm. and i know if he would have had you and this was around when he was around he'd still be here Jesus. and i was like damn you know and and it, it, it hits you you get those and it's just when i get them at first i doubt it i'm like yeah whatever Right. That's just my first, but it, it is like the fact you keep that letter. I've got emails that I've printed out and, you know, I got paintings hanging up all over the house that people have made me, you know, um, if you look way back in the background, there's a huge painting of a semicolon back there. Yeah. You know, somebody painted that and sent that to me. And, you know, it's those things where it's just like, okay, I have a purpose. And that's, I mean, that's the whole thing that everything I do is something, a purpose, like laugh for a purpose, baskets for a, everything. Or my newsletter I sent out is newsletter for a purpose. Yeah. And I, I think a lot of mental health can be, I don't want to say fixed, but can be help if you just try to figure out your purpose. Yeah. You know, um, you know, I, I have to work. That's not my purpose. Right. I, I work on the, I teach old people how to do something. That's not my purpose. You know, there, I do that because my purpose is to be a good husband and a good father. Yeah. Um, you know, that's why I do that. But we, we I struggle daily. Um, and honestly, for me, I'm not going to lie. A lot of it is no matter what, I've got my dad in my head. Yeah. You know, it wasn't until my therapist this year that I was able to write my dad out. Mm. Um, he's just like, I would get really good news and I would call him. 
because I wanted him to be excited with me. But no matter what it was, he was just never excited. And when it started affecting my kids, that's when I finally was like, you know, you're out of my life. Like, I'm done with you. Like, you're not a good person. Um, so, like, my whole life, I think no matter what I do, I'm still going to struggle just because I'm always going to have my dad in your head. You know, as a kid, you always want your dad to love you. Do, you know, you, you I played as much as I love basketball. I played for my dad, you know, because I was really good at it and it made him look good. And everything I did, I was for my dad and, you know he didn't give a shit and he still doesn't yeah so you know like i think that's my hardest thing too even with that email you got even with the emails i get i still i don't know if struggle to believe it i don't know if it's believe i i really can't explain it you know like you can't i cannot say i don't believe it right like because right here on my side of desk i got four paintings people painted for me i got emails just like you do um i could put more up now because i'm getting rid of all my books and getting die hard um but like <laughs> I don't know. I, I, it's, I, I agree with you where it's a mask, you know, and I still am to the point where if this makes sense, I don't know if I like wearing the mask or not. It's trying to figure out which one you are, you know, are you Kane? Are you Glenn? Wh which one is you? And I have to say the reason that I've kept that one is because it's not an email. I won something off of their channel and they actually, that, and this person is generation, um, uh, Gen Z, that's handwritten. And that I was like the fact that it's handwritten. No matter how it comes, you're like you're Gen Z, and that's a handwritten note. Like, but yeah, it's it's hard knowing which one, which one either is you or which one you want to be, or whether that's you at all. And again, I'm going to use uh, Moon Knight. Actually, um, fuck it. Are you actually Conchu? Are you actually, and I'm sure that's what is in so many of our minds is, are we actually that all encompassing, complete fucking monster? Right. Are we the, because I mean, that's a perfect, I mean, Moon Knight, if anyone wants to read the comic books, it is basically a, um, a, a fucking dive into someone's mental health. But are we, Stephen, the shy one that doesn't know what to do, that isn't confident, that just wants to back down? Are we Mark that will do what is needed to be done and push forward and confident and we've we've got that twinkle or are we the monster? And it's yep. trying to then which one are we? Which one do we want to be? Which one are we showing everybody else? And you're just like, I think it's hard for people, especially the neurotypical world, to understand that we don't know. We have no, no fucking idea. No. And you know, we as people, we the whole hang positive shit around right like yeah. we keep our emails we keep everything that people do positive um you know but i also come from the old school where like you know you put on the refrigerator hey fat ass what are you doing so you don't open the fridge right okay. so i've got this it's hanging up it's mounted on my desk i got you ever heard of the candy called fiero share like their uh, little fiero tiny nuggets yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Put them all the time yeah yeah, yeah. love them I have one of the, well, you can buy the jumbo ones. They're like yes. that big. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So I have the wrap, I have the wrapper on here. And the yeah. reason I have it framed and the reason it's on there is because that's my all time favorite candy. Mm -hmm. And I bought the big giant one. And I was so disappointed because when I peeled the layers back, it was just hollow in the middle. Yeah. Right. And I look at that a lot because I'm like, 
if people pull the layers back on, like laugh for a purpose and like big Kev, you know, they, they pull the layers back and they see that, yeah, I've sent 180 baskets to kids. I've changed lives. I got emails where I've saved lives. I've left my house at two in the morning, drove four and a half hours to somebody who followed me and brought them to a hospital. Didn't even know them. But if they peel that back, they're inspired by a guy who hates himself fully. I don't, one of the reasons the house that we have is because in my bathroom, I can go to the toilet, I can get in the bathtub and I can get in the shower and I don't have to pass my mirror, right? I mean, I my toothbrush is in my shower because I don't have to go to the mirror. I do short hair because I don't have to go to the mirror. Yeah, I, I hate who I am and, and, and it scares me that so much and I keep that fear or share to remind myself, you know, that just know that people peel the layers back on you they may be disappointed with what they see and, yeah. and it's just kind of that reminder because i was i mean that was one of the worst days of my life i was ready for like a full solid like five hours of eating the greatest chocolate ever and it was just like hollow inside and i'm like what the fuck yeah. and and it's just yeah that's people who come to my house or see that they're like why do you have that that's why i think the other way the way that i, I would try and look at that and again I wouldn't do this for myself, guys, but it's the way I try and spin it would be is for me, the for the big Ferrero Rocher, which is basically just full of a, a load of little ones, is what happens when all you do is throw Dumbledore quotes and you just sell everyone. It's going to be OK tomorrow. The people that act big and act like they have every answer are hollow with lots of little speech bubbles inside. Nothing really of consequence. But those that don't try and do that that just try and be real with you and you know they'll give you tough love if that's appropriate for you they'll give you niceties if that's appropriate for you they're the flip side of it they're the ones where if you ever seen the advert the adverts for Ferrero Rocher they built a base and they built that pyramid up and they made it so that it's a it's a structure it's not pretending to be anything else you know if you take one out everything crumbles so you don't it's not pretending to be something it's not and I think that's the difference right. in which one you want to be and seeing which one you really are, because there's so many of these fake positivity bullshit. Now I'm, Hey, I'm the same generation as you. I'm an elder millennial. I think is what we're termed as <laughs> makes us sound fucking old. The fact that my, my niece has a kid means I'm a great uncle as well, which I may, I, I feel like I'm one step in the grave. Hey, I found out four weeks ago that I'm going to be a grandpa. Oh, there you go. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's that, yeah. it's that thing, you know, but um, yeah, the idea my my brother is a granddad as well. It's just weird. It doesn't feel right. But I'm from that generation where it is just, you know, do it. And I actually, I've had this with um, other mental health people on Twitch and um, Mindset by Dave. He's been on podcast a couple of times. I've been on his podcast a couple of times and uh, really good uh, Twitch streamer. He does um, a lot of speaking stuff. He's worked in the NHS and stuff like that. And um, he, along with other people, have always talked about the fact that be nice to yourself because that's the only way it's going to help you don't help yourself by being mean and every time i see that i go yes i fucking do because if i'm right. nice to myself i hate myself even more for lying to myself now and it's it's be it's be again what's right for you is right for you don't don't use some bullshit just because it's helped somebody else. The same as we said with therapy. If it's right for you to attack yourself, as long as it's not doing damage, then do it. You know, if, if, you, if being an asshole to yourself is a thing that means that you don't reach for that knife 
it's the it's the reason you get up and reach the chair then fucking do that because if going oh aren't i a lovely person means the next day you slit your wrist what fucking use was it right and that's the problem is that and i always hate it with all the um all the positivity um but i fucking hate positivity i hate kindness and i hate positivity because neither of them fucking help like if you're kind to everyone well great you you were so nice to me today but that just reeks and i think i'm going to say this as a european and europeans will understand this more it reeks of american customer service (laughs) fucking pointless we hate it so much i can give two examples actually of why of 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 the mindset that um enterprise rent-a-car came to uk and they put adverts out and said about um british um you know reliability american customer service now the american kind of thing it it got so much hate that that advert got taken off within like two months because we don't want that service and i i have american friends and canadian friends who've been over here and go my god you're right like there's no there's no fucking about like if if you end up in a conversation at a store with someone they really want to fucking talk to you but no one really does generally so you just get your stuff and you leave why am i fucking why i'm not gonna i'm not your friend i'm not gonna be like it's so fake it's so fake it irritates us so much the germans when they opened a walmart in the 90s um it took them six months for everything that makes walmart walmart to go you don't have packers. You don't have greeters. Nothing about Walmart is there because they did it in Germany and the Germans hated it so much that they literally had to change everything about it because they thought it was um, sarcastic. They thought it was um, people were flirting, people were trying to steal from them. That's how they viewed it. So I think that's how I view kindness in general. How Europeans view American customer service is how I view kindness. Stop bullshitting with that and just fucking talk to me. Don't go... Oh, tomorrow's another day. Because that's what kindness, that fucking blanket of kindness is tomorrow's another day. Oh, I'm sure you can do better. Maybe I couldn't. Why are you fucking lying to me? You know, it's like when, when your kid comes in second in a 100 meter dash and you're like, oh, you'll get him next time. Maybe you fucking can't. Why are you telling me he could? Maybe he couldn't. Maybe he's just not fucking good enough. And maybe you should just instead go, you did your best. That's what I'm proud of. Because the other one, Actually, what you're saying when you're being kind is going, you didn't do, you didn't do well enough. You think you're being kind by going, you can do it next time. Yeah, I know you've got it in you. But actually, what you're saying is, actually, son, you fucked that up, didn't you? So if that's what you think, fucking tell them. Let, let them know that their dad's an asshole first. Like, if that's what you're thinking, because it's nonsense. The, and the positivity, fucking everything is like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because positivity gives us this then bullshit on Twitch where people use a mental health tag and don't fucking mean it. And it pisses me off. Yeah. That that's my, that's one of the biggest, see, I have two giant things um, with the fake positivity is like one is don't fucking tag mental health to try to get a bunch of following. Yeah. And we're going to see it. We're in April, May's mental health awareness month. Oh, so you got some people's going to come out of the work for 30 days and then fuck off into the sunset. Right. That pisses me off. Yeah. The second is, and, and I will say this and, Listen, if you're a Twitch streamer and you say these words, I swear to God, I will test you. But do not fucking say, if you're hurting, no matter what time it is, reach out to me. Because if you don't fucking answer, I'm going to be the one to call you out. Jake Paul, Logan Paul, you know, Ninja, 
all you people with million dollars, don't fucking give this false narrative that you're there and you give a shit, right? Because somebody in your stream needs you. Yep. And they think you're their friend. And you say reach out and then they're left on unread for a week. By the time you read it, they're probably not with us anymore. So I like those are my big things. Like when you're dealing with somebody's mental health, don't fucking say you're gonna be there if you're not gonna be there. Put stipulations on it. You know, hey, I'm gonna be there, but I'm I got a family. Like I work from this time to this time. If I see it, I'm going to be there for you. But when I eat dinner with my family, I probably don't have my phone. So when I see it, I will be there and I will help you. But I can't guarantee that I'm going to see it. I was going to say, because on the flip side of it, because I've done it before and, and been like, do it. And then I've, I've made sure to be there and then I've burnt myself out. So it's, it's, yep. it, you've got to set those parameters because otherwise you, and I know I've, I've tried to, now I've come back to Twitch being like, okay, right. But I've, the other thing I always had, and I do not understand why this isn't fucking just a thing from Twitch is resources, exclamation mark resources in my chat and anyone out there right now up for the challenge. So twitch.tv forward slash up for the challenge. If you go in there and you put exclamation mark resources, test it, fucking test it now, feel free. Anyone out there, test it now. Exclamation mark resources in my chat, you'll be given my website resources page. Click on that. It gives you the full set of resources that I collated. That, that UK, those are collated by me. And then at the top, there is a US resource um, that you can click on. Sorry, a, a worldwide resource that you can click on to find other ones. But like, that's always there. And the biggest one that pissed me off, and I really, I really wish I knew their name because I'd, I'd call them out again and again, and I always try to, is this idea of ta- trauma dumping can go fuck itself. Because this idea, right, so I understand fully, if you are a gamer, and all of your all of your um, your hashtags are like gaming, Valorant, Apex, whatever. And there's nothing on there about mental health. And somebody comes in, you're going to freak out. I get it. You're going to freak out. And you know, I think it's I think it would be mean to say to that per, to, to to them that their response was inappropriate, or whatever, because they're not prepared for it. They're not like I think that they should have a resource because I think that should just be a thing. But I get that they don't get it. One person on um, Twitch, however, used the hashtag mental health. And then someone came in and basically said, I'm suicidal. And they not only called that person out on Twitch and had a go at them because it might upset everybody else that's in that stream. You know, you might have brought up some difficulties for everyone else in that stream. Then went on Twitter and did a video on Twitter saying, don't fucking do this to Twitch streamers. Don't trauma dump in here. And I'm like, there's no such fucking thing in tra- as trauma dumping. You know what? I think about everybody else in there. If they're not currently telling you they're suicidal, they don't fucking matter right now. It's called triage. You deal with the person that's fucking bleeding. And you know what I always say to that person? If you know who you are or anybody knows who they are and they want to send this message, you fucking killed that person. Because there's n- if that person, we don't know how many times that person has reached out that day. We don't know how many streamers that person has gone to that day. And if you have the balls to have mental health as one of your fucking tags and then you do that fuck you okay i think their defense was that oh well it just means that i suffer i suffer from mental health great so you know how fucking bad it is then don't you you silly cunt put it now i understand if you're if you're putting it on there because you you suffer i understand that but if you put that on there understand that other people are going to come in now I'm not expecting anyone to be an expert. I'm not expecting anyone to be able to talk about it, okay? 
what I do expect is if you've got that fucking hashtag, it should be a requirement that if you use that hashtag, you have resources. And that doesn't mean that you have to actively even engage. You could just have it and let your community know, look, if somebody comes in and they're saying they're suicidal, whatever like that, can you guys just put exclamation mark help or whatever it is? And you could re literally do a fucking statement that says, I'm really sorry that you're in pain. I do not have the spoons or I don't have the light or whatever you want to use, whatever analogy you want to use. I don't have that for you. I'm not an expert. I can't help you. I really hope that these people can and then have a fucking resource link. Yeah. It takes five minutes to set up. If you've got that link, people are going to come to you, surprisingly enough, thinking about mental health. So if that one pisses me off, no end. Trauma dumping doesn't fucking exist because, and I, again, I'm going to nick something from Mindset by Dave. Don't expect people in uh, pain to act like they're not. So what are they meant to do? Are they meant to just go, oh, well, please, please, sir, can I talk about the fact that I'm so, please, please. No, they're fucking hurting. They're bleeding right now. And you're telling them off because they've dared to come into your stream and hope that someone they, I'm guessing, maybe respected might actually have some time for them because you know what i've seen it before i've seen it with oh fuck i forgot his name but there was a, there was a, a really quite famous one where the guy was was um was gaming and the guy literally sent him like ten dollars and said um i wanted to give the rest of my money to my favorite streamer before i end it and the guy and this i mean this this streamer wasn't even a mental health person it was a complete gamer and he literally just went what no and just stopped the game and just went, no, 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 no. Right. I want you to be in here tomorrow. I'm going to check. I'm going to check in here tomorrow. Gonna... And he talked to the person. He said, no, 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 none of this. No. Look, I'm going to do, I'm going to be here. I expect, I'm going to be streaming tomorrow. I'm going to see your name in here tomorrow. I'm going to check up on you. You know what? My mods are going to check up. And he just stopped everything and talked to them. And that was from someone that isn't, that, isn't. that never had that kind of mental health hashtag. And yet people that do have the mental health hashtag, I'm having to go out for some, uh, someone for so death. abused. It's so fucking abused. Yeah. When I first, when the pandemic happened, and I was like, okay, I'm not doing comedy. Mm. Like, where do I go? Do I go? Do I do a podcast? Do I go to Twitch? What do I do? I did the hashtag mental health and researched it. Mm. It was a chick. The first one was a chick hula hooping, half naked girl doing the hula hoops. And I'm like, what the hell is she doing? Then I had another one who was, um, hashtag mental health, hashtag sobriety, blah, blah, blah. And I went into that one and she was literally drinking. And I'm like, why do you have the word sobriety? Right. If you're fucking drinking, like what the fuck you think it's funny. And it took me, I was against Twitch for so long. Hmm. Um, and there was a, a girl by the name of just Angela. And just I Angela. saw that. I know yeah. Just Angela. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So yeah. I saw that she had the mental health thing and yeah. then i didn't get it go into it right so i went in the next day to her stream and it had nothing to do with mental health and i'm like what the hell but then all of a sudden i noticed she did it when she was talking about mental health mm -hmm. and just angela was the first twitch stream i ever went on yeah. and she was she's been a guest of mine like she's like my little sister <laughs> but when i went into her stream i didn't see mental health but when she had the hashtag she did talk about mental health and that's what people need to do. That hashtag is so, if it wasn't, be honest, if it wasn't for just Angela, I wouldn't be doing what I do Yeah, because I gave up on everybody. I thought everybody using mental health as an excuse, right? Yeah. You know, like the way I see it is like, you know, I know, I know you're not in the States, but you know, everybody remembers 9-11. Like you yeah. can't fucking forget 9-11. 
9-11 was one of the worst days ever in the world. 9-12 was one of the best days ever in America because we all came together, right? Everybody had flags. Everybody was this. And then come Halloween, they took that flag down and life was normal, right? And, and that's how I saw Twitch with mental health. Everybody has that thing around May. I fucking hate Mental Health Awareness Month. Oh, let me tell you that. Oh, I'm with hate you. It. Absolutely. Fucking- I literally, you know what? A couple of your a couple of weeks back, I'm trying to figure out which order my podcasts are going up because it's I recorded it today, but it goes up two weeks before this one. I literally said that exact same thing to my guest then. I fucking hate it. If you're Starbucks and you're putting up something just saying, "Hey, aren't we fantastic? All our money, uh, two pence of every um, dollar goes to um, goes to um, all this bullshit." Okay, why what happens if one of your staff calls in um, sick because they're um, suffering? What's your you need first help day? Because it isn't, yep. it isn't fucking, oh, that's okay. What is it usually? It's usually like, oh, no, you can't have to stay off. Fuck you. Fuck all of your companies. Every, every fucking university that I come across with this. Canterbury Christchurch University, fuck yourselves. I'm going to call out specifically here. I used to work for them. And their idea, so their idea of a mental health day for the, for, um, this was during mental health month, for the staff with three stalls and a fucking yurt. Fuck yourselves. When um the when they were doing it for um the students, they had a bouncy castle on there, and the one that really fucks me off, that really fucks me off, because clearly they've never heard of um anxiety, um uh, ASD, OCD, anything like that, because they had a fucking flash mob in the canteen right in front of every exit. No one could avoid the flash mob. No one could avoid it. They had to stay there. They had no way of getting out because they were right in front of all the exits. And they just had a fucking flash mob. Flash dance every year. They did it for three years running when I was there. Every fucking time. That university um, has, you know, I, I, I was the um, self-defense and martial arts instructor for the university. It was a self-defense in, uh, society. Until, because of um, about three suicides in two years, I changed it to the self-defense and well-being society. Because I, I was like, you know what? There's no fucker else is going to do it. Come to, come to us then. We'll fucking look after you. And it was just bullshit. In fact, it got so bad that um, they, um, I went onto the, the committee to try and deal with mental health for the university, for the well, students' union at least. And I thought I was just, maybe it's just I'm a brash motherfucker. I didn't even talk before someone else on that committee just went, um, please get us all the qualifications of every council at this university because I do not believe they fucking have them. And I was like, yeah. And they, they are a joke. Now, they've got a lot better. They've got a lot better. And I've worked with um, a couple of them now, but they're still not where they need to be. And the attitude of the lecturers is fucking abhorrent. Some of them literally just, they, they need to fucking start. You know, actually, I'm going to put this one out there. Rebecca fucking Dr. Rebecca Kent, you can fuck yourself as well. When my wife was dying, when my wife was dying and I needed extra time, her response to me asking for that at one point was, don't you think you're making it harder on yourself? We need you to prove that your wife has cancer. Don't you think you're making it worse than yourself? And I have never shouted at someone that fucking loud in my life, right in the middle of the library. And the biggest problem I had is that I was having to control myself because I'm a six foot two, broad-shouldered former fucking tournament fighter who took the self-defense classes and she was about this big and i'm like i can't lose my temper here but fuck you and everyone at that university the thing is is that people um i think especially the senior management team at that university always thought well adam wouldn't uh, you know our, none of our staff will step out of turn because or our students because they're frightened of us i'm fucking not 
I said it to their fucking faces and I'll say it now. Fuck all of you. That person shouldn't have been allowed anywhere near fucking students. And so many of them shouldn't be allowed anywhere near students. And you know what? If you want to try and sue me, bring it the fuck on. I would welcome that because I will have my fucking day in court with you, you silly cunt. I, it pisses me off so much. And you know what? Every year when uh, mental health awareness work comes down, massive banners. Look at all the good we've done for the community. Look at all this stuff we've done. Oh, aren't we fantastic? Every year, every fucking year. For 30 days, they're apparently fantastic. You know, as someone that was the president of Student Minds, the mental health group, never got invited to, to do anything. Never got invited to talk at any of those things because they knew full fucking well my, what, how I would talk to them. And it's, it's treated, it's it's treated no fucking different than like you know Happy Chocolate Month, right? Yeah. And it's just like, oh, let's celebrate this and let's see how can we make money off this. Yeah, That's and true. like, I'm sorry, mental health doesn't fucking go away. Like Christmas comes, Christmas goes. I fucking get it, yeah. but mental health doesn't go away, right? I I just I I hate that month. And everybody was like, oh, you should love that month. No, I hate it. Like I despise it because then everybody wants to do what i'm doing for 30 days mm. and they feel they did their job because they did it for 30 days mm. no you you didn't you know and yeah i'm with you too on the companies oh. they don't want to do they don't want to do shit no, you they know do, they, they do the work for 30 days and they barely fucking do it then like i say bouncy castle and, and fucking um dances like they they just they want it to look fun and that mental health isn't about being fucking fun, you ignorant fucks. Like, it, it's so irritating. Like, it's beyond irritating. And the fact that so many of them will lie to your face. And I think they lie to your face because they think, especially universities, I, I think universities, at least in England, are the worst for this. Because they know that they hold some power over you. Because they like, well, students not going to have a go at us. Staff isn't going to have a go at us because, you know, we can fuck them over. And the only reason that I ever got anywhere, and I think that my name was probably one that they just went, oh, fuck, was because I already have degrees. I have degrees. I have master's degrees. Take me on, because I don't care if right. you throw me off the course. What's your fucking threat now? What is your yep. threat now? And when I came in with basically um, saying, I, I actually had to deal with someone's mental health once and, and trying to help them and help them get money back from their, their rent because they were screwed over by the university, basically stealing it from them when their mental health had been affected. Um, I had them try and lie to me continuously. Um, and I just, I just went, right, okay, I'll tell you what, who do you want to be interviewed by? ITV, BBC or Sky? You know, the biggest um, news channels in this country. And they're like, what? I was like, which one? Because they're going to turn up at the university within half an hour if you don't fucking answer me. And they suddenly realise, oh. But the problem is, is that there's not enough people. And I, I, I say that and th this goes back to the not being who you, who you think you are. Because at the same time I was doing that, I... I imposter syndrome is there going what the fuck are you doing adam what the right i mean i could the thing is i could get those people but at the same time my mind's going what, 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 are, you, what, are, you fucking, what are you fucking you doing you, you're putting a card on here what they call your bluff but yeah it's it's that thing that they they just use it they just blast this poster and just go yeah yeah we're fantastic and it's like you like you were saying with twitch everyone Everyone watching this, everyone listening to this, however you're taking this on, day after Mental Health Awareness Month, go into the business that was shouting the most about it and ask them if they can do what they do for mental health for people. Just ask them.
day after. Uh, yep. See if they do a fucking thing. Or June first, no more green ribbons. The green yeah. ribbons are down. You know what? What's what's the next? What do we do? What color ribbon is it that month? And yeah. it it just. I think my biggest issue is it's like I watch them get praise. And it's yeah. just like they don't deserve it, no. right? They, they 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 don't fucking deserve it, and it just it just irritates the holy shit out of me, you know. Like, like the thing that people don't get when you care about mental health, like we do, is it bugs me that when Simone Biles came out about mental health and that we celebrated it, it bugs me that when these NBA players and NFL players come out, we celebrate it. When you're, it's it's this theory, like when I'm in a grocery store and somebody in front of me is a dollar short and I give them a dollar, I don't want the person behind me filming it like it's a big fucking deal. I gave them a dollar and if it has to be put on YouTube and it's like, oh my God, look how great this is because I gave a dollar, then I'm in a shitty fucking society where giving a dollar is a big goddamn deal. So when these athletes and these celebrities and they come out and talk about mental health and we celebrate it, I'm glad you talked about it. Come on my show. I'll let you talk about it more, Yeah, but it needs to be normal, not something special. Yeah. And I mean, when some mobiles dropped out and when she talked about it, good for her, but we don't need to have it on every single channel. We don't need to celebrate it because what you're doing is saying, this isn't normal. Yeah. And actually, this is not normal. Actually, specifically Simone Biles, one of the fucking reasons she gave was the fact that she, at that time, the, the media attention was part of the fucking problem. And they go, yep. great, media attention's a problem. Do you think she really is suffering from mental health? Well, let's... Re- fuck off, leave her alone, leave her the fuck alone. Right. Same thing with Meghan Markle. Meghan Markle over here, yep. they just got trashed. Like, yep. She talks about the depression and, and all that kind of stuff. And then it becomes a thing. It Piers, Piers Morgan, again, I'm going to do this every fucking podcast until that cunt listens to me. Have me on your show. Stop getting people that won't argue back. Stop getting heads of charities that um, actually care about their name. Fucking bring me on. Bring me on and see if you can pull that bullshit with me. And if you don't, info at upforthechallenge.org. Info at upforthechallenge.co.uk. Info at upformentalhealth.org. Pick one and fucking email me, you useless cunt. Have me, have me to interview and see how fucking well you do then. Because when he was first brought on, his immediate response was to lambast Simone Biles. It was to lambast um, Meghan Markle. And then the one time that someone said, you know what, you've been an arsehole, we should just leave these people alone, was a weatherman on the TV show he was on. It was a weatherman. Piers Morgan walked off. And it's like, no, 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 no. You want to talk about it? Let's fucking talk about it then. Yeah. But it's, yeah, you're right. It's, it shouldn't be lauded as, as special and anything like that. The the time, the only time it becomes special is if they're saying to you, look, I want you to use me to try and get kids to realize, you know, if, if that's a thing, because maybe they're, they're taking, basically they're, they're fucking taking one for the team because I think people, people assume now that if you, you kind of come out with mental health, that it's, it's fake and that you're doing it for attention and all that kind of stuff. And it's like, exactly. and so they end up just talking about it. And it's just like, look, if you're rich, if you're famous, if you're successful, it doesn't mean you don't fucking suffer. In fact, you probably suffer more because I guarantee you that person felt like that when they were poor. And then they feel even more shit because now they're rich, famous and successful and going, why do I still feel like shit? I shouldn't anymore. I'm rich. You know, 
none of us, if, if we always go by the, th the idea of we're too good to be suffering, then no one deserves to be suffering. Right. Like it's, we, we just, we need to let them alone and just kind of go, right, this person's had to take that. And, you know, if you want to do something, have things coming up going, if anyone is suffering from um, the issues as Simone Biles is at the moment and you're, you're suffering from depression, if anyone's suffering from anxiety, please call, contact one of these um, helplines on your screen now. Done. If you want to talk about that person, you know, oh, would Simone Biles have won or would whatever have won? Great. That's talking about their career. That, that's, that's completely different. Right. That's fine. You can go, well, maybe this means that this person's going to win now because Simone Biles would have probably beaten them. This person would have probably beaten them if they would, you know, that's different. That's a discussion for sports people that is absolutely fine because you go, that's the same as saying someone's got an injury and so they don't turn up. Right, exactly. when, somebody, when somebody's got an injury or back problem or whatever and they don't turn up to a, a tournament, you don't then go to their door and go, when, when are you going to be recovering? Do you think those drugs are working? Do you think drugs should really be taken for this um, issue? Are you talking to anyone about your continued physio? We don't do that. We leave them the fuck alone until until they they feel they can step in front of the camera, you know. Right. <laughs> it's, it's just fucking weird. Yeah, yeah. I I live by you know the way people look at you're talking about health and mental health. Yeah. And and I call it, I don't know if it's the same there, but I call it the gas station theory. So here in America, at pretty much every mom pa gas station, you know, not the big corporate ones. You know, if somebody has a fire or somebody has surgery, they put these little baskets at the front of the counter. You know, Johnny's family lost everything or Billy needs this surgery. Donate your spare change. And I've always said, if somebody put my kids having some depression and I can't afford a therapist, I don't think anybody would drop a penny in it. Right. No one would drop a penny. They'll drop a penny if, you know, if he needs a new leg. Right. But they're not going to drop a penny. And, and it's how mental health is looked at compared to regular health when it's really just health yeah. and you know that's what they're doing with the celebrities like they let them they let them injuries you know if i don't know you you were in the martial arts so i'm sure you've been to a, you know uh rehab you no know, not a health rehab but like a physical rehab oh, yeah. place and when you go to these big rehab centers just like big cancer units when you walk to them they have success stories all over the wall yeah this person had cancer this person survived this person's society so all these cancer units have all these great success stories that make you celebrate them mm. and then you have a rehab center lebron james rehabbed his knee here and now he's doing great beckham rehabbed his ankle here and now look what he's done success stories yeah but when you go to mental health facilities it's cold it's uninvited there's no fucking success stories yeah i walked into a rehab center or a mental health hospital because a cop caught my leg and pulled me off a bridge. I was ready to end my life. I go into the center. I try to kill myself there. I try to get pills. Like it's, it's, and now I'm out helping other people. Yeah. But I go back to that rehab center. They don't put it, my face on there. Yeah. You know, there is no celebration for people who got through a really buff, rough battle with mental health. Yeah. you know except when may yeah may Every we'll, we'll celebrate it may yeah. let's change the pictures yeah. over that, that for that month and it, it's just it is it's why i actually like martial arts because you said about martial arts there is because um there's certain martial arts i think are overhyped however the ones that i think are overhyped like bjj do manage to go the other way in terms of making people feel belong that, that they belong there you know, I, I've been to, you know, 
because I've, I've trained it, I've trained it a lot of different things. And does, does, how does that lesson start? You shake each other's hands. You, you, hey, you're one of us. Yeah. Family, you know, how did, and how did my, when I first started martial arts was in judo. A few months later, what did we learn? Meditation. And you learned how to, you know, you've been being the shit out of each other for two hours. Let's yeah. Come together. You know, and it's actually one of the few, I don't like to think of it as sport, but you know, one of the few physical activities that seems to have an inbuilt, at least the traditional stuff, it's why I have more of an issue with MMA, but the more traditional stuff has an inbuilt of going, you know, let's make sure everyone's okay. You know, the, the, the line that I used to have a few times, a few different senseis was, um, for instance, if you get punched in the face, you are the, you owe the other guy a drink. There was never a kind of get into an anger. So it's like, well, you should have moved out the fucking way. So have a drink together now. That's, that's the response, you know, not necessarily great if you're in sobriety, but you know what I mean? It's, yeah. you know, it's that idea of just going, have a fucking coffee, whatever you guys right. don't bring any shit next, next week. Like you have, you have a point. I like that. And it's that was always that was always the attitude, and that's how I ended my my self defense classes at university. Was always okay, guys. We've just beaten the shit out of each other. Pub. Let's go and get some food. Let's go and get some. Let's go and chat. Let's have a drink. If you don't drink, don't worry. You know it's fine. Um, but that's what I always liked about about martial arts. And you don't have a lot of times. But you're, you're right about the rehab is that you don't. They never have success stories on you know someone that's come back from from the the precipice and i mean you were lucky with the, the police there i mean i've 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 had a, f- a few different conversations with the police because of mental health um some of them have been fantastic some of them have been shit my the f- possibly the funniest one for me was when i was um i was in a hospital they realized um i was a risk so they took my knife off me they took my pills um everything yep. like that and then um, my ex at the time had um, worked as a nurse in the hospital. So I knew how to get out. So I just escaped the hospital. They then sent the police after me. No. The police came and got me. And on the, on the, um, the, the fucking ride back to um, the hospital with this police officer, the police officer said, um, they're we'd have probably sent you to um, a mental hospital, but they're oversubscribed at the moment. So you probably... What? Yeah. Actually told me. Like, didn't say something like, no, you're doing okay, man. You know, they'll look after you. Nothing like that. It was literally, um, yeah, we had to send the last ones to the next county over. So yeah, you're, you know, we're oversubscribed. Otherwise you'd probably be going to a mental hospital. It's like, the fuck is going on? And then I had to wait for the emergency adult emergency team because at the time I was playing, I was effectively playing through like Street Fighter in my head, effectively. Like I was, I was playing through um, beating the shit out. But that, that was always in my head. Violent stuff was in my head. Next day, I ended up speaking to that guy who was the emergency adult, you know, mental health person. And they said, oh, everyone think, thinks that way. And sent me home. And I'm there going, if you're thinking that way, maybe you should be in here as well. What the fuck is the matter with you? What the fuck? Like it was a. So have you? Episode. Have you? Did you spend any time in a mental health facility? Um, no, because literally that would have been the time. But they were oversubscribed, and so they didn't. They didn't do it. They literally said we would have. We would have sent you in there. We would have. Um, we would have sent you off. There's times when I'm think, probably when my mother um, found me with blood dripping down my arms. That's probably when someone I'm sure wanted to, but um, that in one, trouble at one. That was an interesting. That was an interesting experience. I had both universities nearby: the police, the ambulance service, my mother, my father, my stepdad. How old were you? I was twenty 
25, 26, something like that around then. And um, this was, I think, when I, my mother knew that I had um, depression before then and suicidal right. depression, but she'd never seen it. Um, and it wasn't until then when I basically tried, I realized they were there, tried to escape out the back of my house and they'd figured out what I was doing and were there waiting for me. Um, my mum, my, my, my dad, my stepdad, and um, I had blood coming down my arm. And um, I think it's the very simple one is when they said, um, my mum said, well, what about us? Which, by the way, never fucking say that to people. Never say, oh, the people you leave behind, fuck off with that bullshit. It doesn't mean anything to someone that's actually trying. Um, and my immediate response was, what the fuck makes you think I care about you? And I think that was the first time that she was, and an, uh, my dad probably and my stepdad would just realised, okay, it, something's not fuck, like, something's not right here. Um, and we ended up going to Morrison's, which is a, which is like um, a supermarket cafe. That was the, the the British way of dealing with it. Was literally they took me for breakfast and a cup of tea. Which we're not stupid. Say, we're suicidal. Like don't tell. We know who we're leaving behind. We know yeah. we're not fucking stupid. We're suicidal. It, it's yeah. it's different. The amount of people and I'm I'm like because the, the the idea because there's only there's two ways that that's usually in people's head. Now it's not always the same, but it's two ways usually in people's head. One, they do not care, and at that point, I didn't care about fucking anything or anyone that's one way so you tell them who they're living by and that's not gonna work that way the other way is they ge you genuinely believe that everyone in the world especially the people you love are better off magnitude more if you are dead and so to tell someone who you're leaving behind that's going to encourage you to do it because you're there thinking yes i know that's why i'm fucking doing this so the idea that when people go oh the people you leave behind oh, fuck off like <laughs> it doesn't that's not what stopped me, but it was the very British response. They, they literally took me for um, uh, a Great. supermarket cafe and a cup of tea, which is the, the most British thing ever in the world. Um, and and effectively just went, you're fucking coming. You're coming back with us for a few days, you know, but it was, you know, that was very strange because again, actually talking about the mask, um, I, I think it was, I'd just broken up with an ex at the time. No, she had broken up with me because I was a cock. Um, Everyone is someone else's crazy ex. I'm sure I've been many, many people's crazy ex, um, especially in my 20s because I was a fucking arsehole. Um, but they took me back and I, that just happened. And all my mask, all my bravado was gone because I, I, I couldn't hold on to it anymore. And right. in my family, like when people had died, I was the one that my big sister had, you know, got a hug off of. I was the one my mum had got a hug off of. I, you know, I was the, Adam's this way adam's you know you don't have to worry about that and then right. what happened in reality was i got back and just what have i done and just collapsed in tears on my mouth and it's so weird because no one knows what to do then because you've had this mask up for so long of whoever you believe you are think you're going to be whatever that when they realize and i've said this before to people is in reality we're, we're all of us are scared little kids in the corner crying and when we break down that wall to show people that's who we are, everyone just goes, the fuck? <laughs> and it just becomes right. so difficult. You're, you're talking about, I, I have to tell you, one, one of the funniest things ever is I actually got in trouble and got spoken to in the when I was in one of the mental hospitals. Mm -hmm. um, so when you're in those, you can't have anything. Like you, they take the shoe, like they take your shoes if you have sweatpants, they take the strings out of them. They, they take everything, right? And for some reason, and I'm a coffee drinker. 
And for some reason, you only allowed coffee with the morning breakfast. That's it, right? They didn't have a coffee machine. But you could get hot water and you can get tea all day. And I would drink so much tea that you had to pass the nurse's station to get to it. And I remember a nurse asked me one time, and I've been there probably about three weeks at this point. She's like, why do you drink so much tea? And I'm like, I don't. I'm just collecting the strings off the tea bag. Uh, Apparently, you can't make those kind of jokes. <laughs> I literally got a smoking tube brought into an office, and uh, a psychiatrist told me, you know, joking like that could really affect other people around you, their, you know, rehabilitation, this and that. <laughs> And I was like, I don't like, can you, get, I always wonder, can you get kicked out? <laughs> like you're, we're just gonna give up on you. But yeah, she told me not to say that. And I promise you, no joke. Two days later, when the teas were set out, the strings were off of them. You know what, you know, what irritates me most about that? Because what I hear when somebody says you can affect other people like that is what I hear is them going, you can't use what's helping you because you don't matter as much as those other people. How about, motherfucker, you fuck off and let me deal with this way? Because you're not clearly fucking not helping me. Otherwise, I wouldn't need to use my own therapy. <laughs> it was obviously, I mean, just like when I got out, it was comedy. So that was my way. Of exactly. Exactly. You, you would take. And, and I tried to even be funny in the meeting. She was like, I just don't. And I was like, you guys had to know I was joking. And then I just threw out this stupid number. I can't remember what it was. I said, it obviously takes 10,436 exact strings to make the rope as big as I need it. So you knew I was joking. And oh, that set them off. <laughs> but yeah, that was my uh, almost got kicked out of a mental hospital because I made a joke about teeth. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. I mean, that's, 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 that's impressive. I mean, if you, I mean, in England, I think it'd be more if you insulted the tea, we might have had kicked you out. But I guess you right. know, I started saying that we should use Lipton, then then you would have kicked you out. Like I always love those. I always love those TikToks when um, it's because it's fucking hilarious. Because uh, and again, it's America. It's American kind of we're amazing. You can't have a go as versus Britain. We know we're shit. Fuck you. Tell us. Um, and you have Americans with Lipton tea going. This is the way you annoy a, a Brit. And just cut through Lip Lipton's tea bags, and then every time I see it on TikTok, it's just followed by a load of stitches from Brits just going, "Keep fucking going, get rid of that shit. We don't fucking want it around here. We have Yorkshire tea, thank you very much. Fuck your Liptons, like that's an insult. Fuck you. It's just that's how we deal with it. You do do tea properly, um, but yeah, it's it is it's crazy that you like comedy should go and. and comedy and being happy and this i've said this before on, on different things is that people always mix up the idea that that you can't be happy and depressed at the same time of course you fucking can again robin williams right yes, there exactly yeah he is the he is the one you can easily every time just gonna go how the fuck do you explain him then and you know yeah. what pisses me off most about that his wife still to this day denies that he killed himself yeah um because it's got the stigma it's got the stigma yeah. and people, even when you have people coming out like that, it still has the fucking stigma, even though I don't, you know, the one, the only good thing, and it's hard to say that, but the only good thing that came out of that is very few people compared to other times called Robin Williams a coward, because that's what usually you see is, oh, they're a coward for doing this. Kind of, and, and to anybody thinking that way, go fuck yourselves oh. and don't stop fucking yourselves until it hurts. Um, like, with Robin Williams, everyone just went, 
man, he must have been really suffering. And that was the only t- the only thing that you could kind of go something, something has, you know, I mean, it goes to that quote that everyone uses from Robin Williams of like, um, at least I made an impact. And that's, you know, that, that quote he has in the well, film. How many, how many of his characters saved our, like saved so many people's lives? Like Goodwill Hunting, man, he was my therapist. Like yes. I was hugging him when he told me it wasn't my fault. He wasn't yes. talking about David. He was talking to me. It yeah. wasn't my fault. Like he did that for us. Yeah. And, and you're right. No one, no one dare call him a coward. You know, yeah. he, and what's really odd about the whole thing is like, when you see somebody like that, that's how I see myself, you mm-hmm. know? And, and that's, what's scary to me, you know, the mask, because I do might see myself to Robin Williams. Like I played all these different characters, all these different things I do inspired other people, mm-hmm. you know? And it just i lived a life to please others like he did and i just i think with him as he pleased so many people that i think at one point it was just like i please all these people but i've still never figured out how to please myself and this is this is my escape from it this is my pleasure this is my i'm I'm gone you know i don't have to worry about pleasing everybody and not pleasing myself and that that's how i see it you know that that was the one that was the one that affected me the most, I think, out of celebrity suicides or suicides that really, really got me. That was the one that affected me greatly, mm. you know, and there's been a lot, you know, musicians, that's a kind of a habit. Um, but that, that Rob, that one really affected me was because good. especially when I watched the documentary and they started giving his diagnosis and I'm like, shit, those are mine. <laughs> it's, it, it was a surprise, even for those of us, I think that knew that, he wasn't right because we'd heard it in a grapevine or whatever. It's, it was still a surprise. It's like, and and that, that's the thing when you know we don't fucking recognize it, guys, and we're suffering from this kind of stuff. And the idea that you can this is what pisses me off about CSI. Fucking hate CSI and NCIS and all those kind of programs because they make it sound like you can you can know without without something coming forward or something happening. They make it sound like you can know that someone is about to commit suicide. And I'm sorry, guys, but unless they tell you, you, you don't fucking know. Because um, how many times on CSI have we gone, they had, a, they had a trip booked to Aruba and they have frozen goods. This is clearly a murder. Fuck off. You don't think like that. When, you, when you're going through that time, you do not think like that. You do not fucking think like that because your mind could be different five minutes later. The time oh. I, before me and my wife, got together, I tried to kill myself and it fucking went wrong. Um, that people never understand the way I talk about that either. I'm still annoyed that this thing went wrong. Even though I can be happy, I can still be fucking annoyed that it didn't happen. Um, but the next day, because she'd called the police on me and everything, and they were trying to call me and, you know, um, and I, I woke up the next day, went down to the police station, she went, hi guys, um, yeah, I think you're looking for me. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know, someone told you I was trying to kill. Well, you can see I'm fine. Cheers. And I was, I wasn't, I wasn't still happy, but I wasn't, down and gone and so this idea that you have to have made some kind of plan now the only time i've ever had a plan in my head was those nine days after my wife died that's it that's it every other time i've done it i've just done it um and you know it, it's it's weird actually it's um reminds me of um you said about the comedy and everything like that or, or and people being plain sm- spoken is the funniest thing and it's um you can tell this person's a friend especially in, in england because we're harsher to each other but um my best mate said to me, um, 
because I do a lot of different things, his immediate response when he found out how many times I'd tried, because I've tried nine times, and he just went, well, at least you're not fucking good at everything. I was like, oh, mate, if you were anyone else, if you were anyone else, you fucking bastard. But, right. you know, it's it's that kind of thing. And and it was an interesting thing he said um, said as well, is that, because, um, you know, I've done martial arts, I do yoga, I do these things. It's like, you know, clearly I'm, I'm, I'm pacifist, I'm passive, you know, and all that kind of stuff. And he just went, it's not what I see, Adam. What I see is, why do you need to do all of that? Why is it that you, what, what else is going on? You know, and that's the same thing for you and for, for Robin Williams is that you're doing all this other stuff. You're doing the podcast, you're doing the charity, you're doing the comedy, you're doing this. You, why? And I, I think that's, people don't, don't think about it. People just go, oh yeah. And, and we go back to what we were saying earlier about the you're an inspiration, you're this, you're that and the other. But at the same time, who goes, you know what the, the fuck? I mean, there's a, there's a, there's a, I really, so I'm thinking of someone now, I really don't like this person because of their views on many different things. However, they're still human. Um, Jordan Peterson. Now, I think he's wrong on basically everything he says. However, I also think it's very telling of his mental state when he was on a podcast recently and basically the guest previously leaves a message or a question for the next guest. Right. And Jimmy Carr had left the message, how are you? And they asked John Peterson and he just broke down into tears. He immediately just, you could see, he just welled up and he just broke into tears. And like something else is fucking, like he spends his life in the public eye pushing something, whatever agenda, you know, he, that's what he's doing. Is that like the fuck is, something else is going on in his head. And I think that, that happens with somebody, everybody, you know, if they're pushing themselves so much into one direction, why? What what else is behind that curtain? What else, you know, which what what kind of um, you know, Wizard of Oz little bald guy is behind that curtain? Yeah. And it's yeah. Hard to tell sometimes. Yeah, that's exactly. I mean, wow. And, and I, I think I still get like that. Somebody asked me how I'm doing, you know, it, it's I get it. I, I probably between Twitter and my emails and Instagram, I probably get anywhere from three to 400 interactions a day. Mm. And it's few and far between. Somebody says, so how are you today? Yeah. I ignore it. I've, I've, I got asked a few times on, on stream because obviously I, because I've been, I've taken three or four months away and I've just come back and people are like, so how are you? And I'd be like, because I read all my comments. I, I make a point of, I read absolutely everything. And I read and, and I, I read it and just kind of go, so, okay, anyway. And so next, yeah, so that, and I just ignore it. And I just keep ignoring it. I'm like, yeah, yeah, well, well, you know, anyway. And because I'm fucking, you know, because as many, many other things, I never know what my response is going to be because I don't know which, I don't know how strong my mask is today. So am I going to break down into tears? Am I going to smile? You know, I can talk about my wife sometimes. And before I finish the sentence, be in complete tears and just that's it. Sometimes I can do it and try and keep a smile because of everything else. But you never know what the fuck you're going to be. And yeah, the yeah. amount of interactions you have. And, you know, it's, it's hard when people just sometimes because it makes you think, well, d does this matter then? Like if no one's giving a fuck about me, does, does, this, does this matter? And so it's an interesting one that Jimmy Carr did because Jimmy Carr talks a lot on mental health. I think people always yes. forget because they just think, oh, he's this guy. Yeah, but he's way beyond what people 
give credit for him on on that for a lot of times. But yeah, we I think people forget that um, that if you're if you're helping, sometimes that you're human as well with it. But again, it's hard to even know who we are sometimes. So I suppose it's hard. How do we expect somebody else to know or to interact with us if most of the time we're there acting like somebody else? If we if we're just going you know whatever somebody else is going oh I, I should ask if they're okay because you know uh is it worth it i mean twitch someone actually had a go at their um at their uh chat for asking how she was and there was a lot of comeback on that but because of the way that she worded it and she was very aggressive about it but part of me wonders why did she really say that was she doing it because she couldn't handle it anymore? Because she was, she, she said it of like, um, you know, we're, we're entertainers. We're, we're fine. You know, you don't need to know. And it was the, just the aggression in it. Part of me wonders, was she actually just, she couldn't handle people ask, keep asking because she didn't want to finally break down and tell them how she really was, you know, because that's, that, that would bring something that she didn't want to deal with. I think that's, that's a lot of the motivations that we don't know about other people's motivations. Like with Robin Williams, we don't know what's behind it. And yeah. so, you know, we, we need to have those kitten gloves at first. But it's, it's knowing your audience, knowing the people you're talking to sometimes when you have to do these, because it can be so difficult. It can be so difficult because everyone's different. You know, me and you have got a lot of similarities, same age, um, age range, same, um, you know, elder millennial bullshit on our past, everything like that. But hate pierce morgan <laughs> yeah but i mean who the fuck doesn't apart pierce morgan hates himself let's be honest um you can't look in the mirror to that every morning and not hate yourself and yes by the way before anyone does this did i just have a go about someone's potential mental health yes it's more uh, pierce morgan and fuck him um we're, we should be able to make comments we should be able to still fucking hate someone should we stay out of, you still can dislike people even if you're trying to act like a fucking human guys and the idea that we can't is problematic as fuck. So problematic that we we can't because every time anybody does anything, we have to then pretend it's something else. And if I've said it against, if I've said it on here, I've said it. That's it. Done. I'm not editing that shit out. So I've just said now. Stop with the bullshit, people. Stop with the bullshit. Stop with the American customer service. Fuck. Fuck that. No, no, no. Just tell me. Tell me what's going on. Tell me what's happening. Tell me what's. What are you thinking? We'll, we'll go about this two ways you go after fuck you pierce i'm going to attack you right yeah. i'll go after him with the nice american customer service <laughs> and, then, and then when i get him on my show i'll be like all right are you ready to ding in adam <laughs> i just show up in the corner right you fucking self-indulgent prick right um yeah no he's he's fucked he's genuinely fucked with people's mental health doing it he oh, yeah he had, he had J, um james um fuck is his name he's a like Corbin. Uh, uh, Corbin that's it Corbin yeah yeah he had um um he had him on on the show you know it's better to be happy go lucky that's why he got the show but he had had him on the show about his his past and he just made up shit about um his friend from Gavin Stacey which is how he got um um famous and right. um made up but the way he worded it was well, we did ask him, you know, you guys fell out and we did ask him to be on the show tonight and he refused. Turns out what actually happened is he was fucking busy. He couldn't be on the show. He just couldn't do it. He was busy. And yes, they drifted, they drifted apart because they're, they're taking different paths. 
the only reason that's you know because they they spent so long together doing and writing and yes they don't talk as much to each other it doesn't mean they're not friends anymore and you know he was just busy he couldn't do it but he and did refuse that fucking asshole then does that so see pierce i'm taking up for you sir come be on my podcast <laughs> <laughs> so fuck you pierce um just like i yeah i also i also really hate i really hate when people um try and gatekeep my swearing or swearing in general when it comes to mental health because again we'll go back to something from earlier is um don't expect people in um, pain to act like they're not if somebody comes on your show and and tells you what a nightmare they're having with the nhs with um healthcare right. I mean, everyone has a fucking nightmare with healthcare in america but you know what whatever's going on and they're just gonna go i don't know what to fucking do anymore your first response shouldn't be to apologize to the audience and then go, please, can you refrain from swearing? What it should be is, hey, do, do you need a, do you need us to stop, stop filming? Uh, is everything, you know, that should be your first fucking concern. The person that clearly has just broken down. I hate it when people try and have a go at you for swearing. Fuck, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you again. Because it's, why? It's a word, right. it's a word. And you know, you know what, you know, do you want to know who brought the word fuck more into the public eye? Fucking Shakespeare. So fuck you all. If you're going to teach me English, then expect me to swear in your fucking class. And then look, one of the most biggest motivators in the world, the greatest, I'll tell you how it is, Gary Vaynerchuk, Gary V. Mm. He lives by the word fuck, right? And he's, he's had women come to me. Why do you have to curse? He's like, I don't have to curse. It's just my language. So what the fuck I say is I say it. So, oh, I mean, yeah, no, I'm with you. The obvious don't one. my swearing. The obvious one and the algorithm's gonna fucking hate me for this one. The word cunt. Because in the in in England, Ireland, Scotland, and Australia, we use that like it's an any other fucking word. I've noticed. And not only that, but it is not just an insult, it's also a term of endearment. You might call someone, ah, you cheeky cunt. Come here, you silly cunt. That that's you basically saying that they're your friend. Well, it actually happened with Vicky Gervais. He had his um, American manager, so his American handler with him in Scotland, and a, um, a police officer, Scottish police officer, came up to Vicky Gervais and said, ah, oh, you're a funny cunt. And the American um, manager just freaked the fuck out, and Vicky Gervais had to go, whoa, 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 no, 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 he's saying he likes me. And it is just like, what? <laughs> no, he's saying he... No. Great. Like, chill That's fuck great. Out. But yeah, it's uh, like... And I, I did it. I used to, I used to be on a podcast on Twitch with, with other people, and um, I let them know from day one, like, I will not edit myself. Like, no, it's gonna happen. I, if I, if I say something, I say it. You know, that's it's done. And I mean, I, I that's why I, <laughs> that's why I may have got in trouble in previous jobs. But you know, it's much easier when you work for yourself. Also, but, don't correct my grammar either. Huh? Don't correct my grammar either when I'm on social media. <laughs> I have to say, because of my OCT, I do occasionally correct grammar. Well, listen, so, <laughs> so if, you correct, <laughs> if you correct grammar on me, then, you know, the phrase that we use is a grammar Nazi, right? Yes. Yeah, I hate grammar. I hate grammar Nazi so bad that I'm hiding three grammar Jews in my attic right now. So. <laughs> well, it's, I mean... You can't have a go at America for um, for um, the, the grammar because the entire language is grammar gone wrong. So it's fine. Um, <laughs> it's, it's just one big 
sort your fucking language out and we'd be good um <laughs> i do gotta say i got a bone to pick with you and your 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 country and everything right now is you guys have something called that cadbury caramel spread it's like only can be found in england so like cadbury chocolate they have spread and they have caramel spread and people on twitter has been posting it in england i've never and seen it you can go to your fucking stores and get it for three dollars. I gotta pay twenty-one dollars on Amazon because my wife wants to try it. I've never even fucking heard of it. Are you serious? Yeah, that, I don't think you'd find most people have heard of it. That's a that's a seemingly Twitter thing only. That's probably that's probably not even that's probably like one one town and they're all fucking putting it on there. I never bought it. some off Amazon. I've even been to the Cadbury fucking factory and I never saw it there either. You had a damn computer. Look it up right now. Cadbury Carmel Caramello spread. It's a thing. Well, yeah, it would be because the fucking American company took it over. That's why the chocolates got worse. <laughs> uh, chocolate, car- fucking caramel spread. They have chocolate, they have caramel, they have like crunchy. I mean, it exists, but it's... Uh, 20 bucks on Amazon for shipping. I've got, wait a minute. Bought it from a place called like the English Tea Light Room or something. When did it come out? I've got to check. No, no, I've been seeing it recently, and I showed my wife, and she wanted some, so I had to buy some. When did Cadbury come? When did Cadbury Spread come out? (laughs) Yeah, it's since fucking Hershey's took over. Of course it is. You're blaming us, mate. Do you know the amount of arguments that English people have with Cadbury about the recipes? Because we know full well, despite the fact that they keep saying the recipes have not changed, we're not idiots. We have taste buds. The recipes have changed and we don't fucking like it because American chocolate is trash. It is trash. It is the worst chocolate in the fucking world. And you will find that from, you know, somebody, um, the Sidemen, who are a big YouTube group, they've got like, you know, millions. KSI is from the Sidemen. Yeah, they did. um, A couple of them did a review of Mr. Beast's chocolate. They started their review right before going into it they started their review by going this can't be a 10 because it's american chocolate so off the bat we can't give it that we know it's going to be bad because it's american chocolate because it is worse you're known as having bad chocolate it's fucking horrendous. i wonder what it is i wonder if it's the sugar and let me let me tell you the reason why yeah is everybody loves hershey i can't stand hershey chocolate i hate it with a passion yeah. however i was recently diagnosed as a diabetic and I found sugar-free Hershey's. It was like the only sugar-free chocolate I could find. Yeah. And I loved it. Like, I'm not kidding. Like, it's so much better. So I always, I, I said, I wonder if it's the chocolate in Hershey I don't like. Could be. Because you, you know that um, in Ireland, uh, in Subway bread isn't classified as bread legally. There's what? so much. Yeah. Because um, there's so much sugar in the bread, it is classified as cake in, in Ireland. Subway rolls are classified. Subway subs are classified as cake in Ireland because um, it, because it's You've so destroyed bad. Me. It's it, yeah, fucking chocolate. We like. I always love it because everyone's like, oh yeah, we love the Cadbury over here, and we're and all of us are like, yeah, please take your fucking Hershey's back because we don't want it. Um, like no one what likes chocolate. It. What chocolate can I order somewhere? Because I want to try real good chocolate. Um, what what would you? Have? It's gonna be a place online. Uh, I mean, Cadbury's always going to be better than Hershey's, normal Cadbury chocolate, because it's Hershey's are fucked with it, but it's still made better because, you know, um, but you just got to get things like flakes, whisper, whisper. 
that I can tell you how good Whisper is. It was um, it got discontinued in like the 90s and it was so popular. A Facebook campaign made them bring it back. And it has been back ever since. And it is one of the I think the the year it was brought back, it was the most successful selling chocolate in um, its Cadbury's. But they haven't fucked with that because I think they're not stupid. Like there was a literal campaign to bring it back. You do not fuck with the recipe of something that a Facebook campaign managed to bring back. Like, no. <laughs> but yeah, Cadbury Whisper. You know, Cadbury you can Whisper. tell that it's an old, an old chocolate bar because they basically the the design is properly old school. Like it looks like it could have been in the seventies. Um, but that that's nice. very. I'm looking of, right at it. Yeah, you see what I mean. Okay. Very old school. Yeah, it was um, it was because Aero, it was a competitor to Aero, which was the other one. But yeah, it's that's the probably the most British chocolate I can think of. But yeah, okay. have that because that I mean the thing is that's just a chocolate bar. You could buy our normal chocolate like from um, fucking I've forgotten any of the chocolatiers' names, but like our normal chocolate would be better again. But for just a chocolate bar, that's definitely the one. I'm proving this right now. Oh, buy now. There we I go. Just bought it. On top it of that, delicious. have baked beans on toast as well. Off subject, but baked beans on toast are a good thing. <laughs> I love that. I, I've done that. Every every American I've met that's gone, oh no, it's horrible. Had it and gone, oh fuck, why is this good? <laughs> My son saw someone um, who said in England they dip their bread in milk. No, that's you lot. And like you dip. It was some YouTuber. Yeah, but you you guys dip shit in milkshake. Like we wouldn't do that crazy fucking. Like you guys dip chip um like fries in milkshake. What the fuck is that about? That no 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 we don't dip bread in. Salty and sweet at the same time. Fuck that no 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 no. We're, stop fucking about with food. And, and it's what when when it's always funny. And I'll make this point now is I always love it when Americans um say about England having bad food because I've got one thing to say about that. Who's the most popular? Um, TV chef in America that has the most TV um, has the most fucking Ramsey. Yeah, who's Scottish? So um, apparently he's successful for you fuckers. Like some of the worst food I can possibly think of would be American food. Like I cannot think of any good American American food right now off the top of my head. I literally can't. I've, I, burger and fries. Uh, one, I'm vegetarian, um, and also burger and fries. You mean that stuff that you can leave into a, in a corner for 14 years and it doesn't fucking change? That's McDonald's. That's not all of our burgers. I'm talking about ones that I have on a grill. Yeah, so burger that you're talking about is German then. <laughs> Literally from Hamburg, not American. The food that you're talking about, and also our national food isn't fish and chips. It's fucking curry, all right? Our national food is curry. Um, I don't like curry. I, I've had curry one time. I tasted curry one time. I can't tell you the flavor of which curry it was, but it was just the, the I'm guessing, I just did not like it. Was it made in America though? I hate you. So it's not, it's not yeah. a proper curry. It's not a proper curry. So the, there are two countries in the world that have properly made their own country, made, their own, made curry and made them their own. England and India, obviously. Having it in America, right. having, put it this way, having curry in America is like having Mexican food in England. You don't know how to make curry. We don't know how to make Mexican food because we owned India. So we know how to make that. And Mexico's next to you. Like <laughs> we have, we have shitty food and everybody hates American customer service. So is that like a threat? If you fuck up, you're going to have to go to an American restaurant. 
Oh, Not only do you have oh, to order, but you have to, to eat me. too. That would be a threat to me. If you tell me I have to go and eat Amer- American food, fucking hell. No, 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 no. Send me, to the, send me to the mental hospital. That's a better fucking choice. That's a better choice. The food would be better. <laughs> just, I mean, <laughs> you destroyed me. Like, I so wanted to always imagine that your food is fish and chips. It's also our food isn't bad. I always love this because whenever people, so my, my, the obvious one for me is Link on um, Good Mythical Morning on, on YouTube. Yes. Because he constantly goes on about how bad English food is. Have you ever noticed when they do the international taste test, when they're throwing the darts, every time it's England, English food, he fucking loves it, thinks it's from somewhere else and never mentions again that the fact that he loved that food was English. <laughs> because all that happens is America comes over here, goes to London, goes to Trafalgar Square or to Big Ben, goes to the most touristy places who are probably expat Americans making the food in the first place because they're not English, go to the touristy places, have shitty food, and then go, well, that's English food. What the fuck are you on about? It's not English foods. <laughs> that's touristy shit. I mean, it's just, just not. Also, I'm going I'm to I'm rant. I know this is off subject. For, any, for anyone listening or watching, if you've watched this before, you knew this shit was coming. Shut the fuck up. Um, we call fries fries. We call chips chips. We have both. What you call, so it always annoys me that when people go, oh, McDonald's fries, oh, Britain, England calls these chips. No, we don't. They're fries. There's only one country on earth I know that calls them skinny chips, and that's Ireland, not England. Right. They're fries. And I, I actually did this on a stream. I actually had this argument on my stream. And there's someone from Ireland that sent a picture from their um, shop showing it said skinny chips on it. And I just went, well, here you go. And showed a picture from Asda in England, and it says fries because they're French fries. That, that's what they're called. We call them fries. It's just that we call anything that's thicker something else. So it's fries for thin, then chips, then steak cut chips, then potato wedges. Like we have different names. We don't just all call it all fries, but they're fries. And also we have cookies and biscuits. I had this with someone earlier as well. So cookies, Subway cookies are not Subway biscuits in England. They're Subway cookies because if it's bigger and soft, it's a cookie. So we have both. So it's hard. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Is, whenever anybody goes, oh, you call that all biscuits? No, we don't. So I'm just, I'm okay. just anyone, anyone that's part of, part of your community coming in here. I'm just, I just want to educate America on British foods. Uh, <laughs> hey man, I used to, be, I'm six two. I used to be three hundred pounds. There's a fucking reason I know about food. <laughs> I've been eating. Fucking cake with my turkey and cheddar, apparently. <laughs> hey, according to, hey, that's according to Ireland. I thought it was Subway bread, but I'm gonna eat fucking cake. Hey, according to Ireland, it is cake. And literally, you can look it up. It, they they made it officially, it's legally. This cake. is this is all red. My whole family is Irish. Like my my heritage is Ireland. Right. So. so I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna I've gotta do this because you brought it up now because I've had this without uh, when was the last person in your family from Ireland? Um Three, three before my dad. Okay, so not fucking Irish then. You're American. I said inherited. I said there's four million people in Ireland. So six million people in Ireland, 20 million Americans call themselves Irish. There's a fucking problem there. And also it's like New York when they go, Yeah, we're Italian. Go to Italy, tell them you're Italian. Because you know, baloney doesn't fucking exist in Italy. It's not a thing. Bolognese. 
is ragu. It is not bolognese, it's ragu. That's what it fucking is. That don't, don't, and your pizza is shit. The, Chicago specifically. New, actually, to be fair. Whoa. New, in fairness, New York pizza is good pizza. It's not good Italian pizza. Chicago pizza, just throw it down a fucking drain. It's not pizza. It's a, it's a, it's a swimming pool for, for flies. Nah. <laughs> wow. I love I, a good deep dish. So I, I, uh, I used to work as a, um, in, the, in the kitchen in an Italian restaurant. If I dared to ever mention American Italian food has been Italian, I think he would have stabbed me. <laughs> oh, so this is where I lose all my followers. The one thing I will say, if you believe Olive Garden is Italian food, unfollow me now, right? Unfollow me now. The Olive Garden chef literally shops at Walmart with me, right? Like we, I, we, have, an, we have a restaurant called Olive Garden. And everybody swears it's the best Italian food. No. When you can get unlimited salad and breadsticks and unlimited pasta for $9.99, it's not Italian food. You, you know, this is the, you're going to really fucking hate this. I know this just seems like an American state here, but I'm just, I'm just saying some things straight. Um, when I was on my honeymoon, I had both the best and the worst Italian food I've ever had in my life. Both of them were in Italy. And they were opposite each other. The worst food... Moments before me and my wife went in there, we should have, we actually turned to each other and just went, this is, this is a bad omen because a, a group of Americans came out going, that was great food. Uh, <laughs> i tell you how bad it was. We left halfway through the meal and went back across the road to the place we'd been eating at previously and continued our meal there. That's how bad it was. We just got up and left. <laughs> wow. Oh. It was so fucking bad because it was a tourist trap. But the other one was like a proper, the guy was from Sicily. It was a proper thing. But yeah, no, it was fucking horrendous. But you know, Olive Garden is not even close to Italian. Um, it's, it's we, we have a, so I'm in Cincinnati, Ohio, right? And uh, downtown Cincinnati one night, there was a, it's this little hole in the wall Italian restaurant. I can't tell the name of it. Mm. Um, went in there and, I couldn't believe how good the food was. And the owner was from Italy and he would get in there at three in the morning and start literally hand making the pasta and rolling the doughs. And like, it was true Italian food. Yeah. And since I've had that, I can't eat any spaghetti, lasagna, anything at any other restaurant ever. It's, it is. Listen, our Italian is Chef Boyardee. Okay. So... <laughs> Yeah, he makes good ravioli. An easy way to know if someone's not Italian. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm Italian, man. I'm Italian. What the fuck are you talking about? I'm Italian. They're not Italian. If you sound like that, I'm sorry, but the amount of fucking people that call themselves Italian, again, more people, um, and I don't think people realize just how irritated Irish people and Italians get because everyone in America apparently is Irish and Italian. Um, despite the fact that the names they come out with are from somewhere fucking else, like you'll have some Russian name or or English right. name, like well, that's not you're not Irish or Italian. What the fuck are you on about? But it, it's it's ridiculous, and uh, the Italians get really annoyed about it. There's a great TikTok actually about it, where um, this uh, where an American um, basically takes the piss out of different things in Italy, and you see an Italian's real response. She goes through words as well, um, like lasagna, for instance. Um, you're the only fuckers in the world that spell lasagna like that. Italy doesn't. There's, it's an E, not an A. Lasagna. Not lasagna. Oh. 
not lasagna, like lasagna. Lasagna. There's a reason there's an E. It continues the fucking word to make it Zane, lasagna. But the only people in the world that, that spell like that is uh, North America. So well done for that. Um, and yet you're, and yet the amount of New Yorkers are like, yeah, I'm a real Italian. Yeah, your grandmother's best friend's cousin's auntie's dog's hairdresser being once having been to Florence doesn't make you Italian. Like, do you speak Italian? Have you been to Italy? Were you born in Italy? If, if the answer to those three is no, shut the fuck up. Like, fuck off. <laughs> I'm speaking on behalf of my old boss here as well when I worked in the restaurant. Um, he used to get so vexed by it. He used to get so pissed because he was like born in Italy, like as in in the in the restaurant, it was his grandmother's book that we were cooking from. Oh shit. Like, if people and we had Americans come in occasionally, um, and they'd be like, Yeah, yeah, I'm Italian too, and you could just see his face. I'm like, let's just leave him in the back. Um <laughs> Fucking, he threw someone out of the restaurant once for asking for um, meat well done, for asking for steak well done. <laughs> he threw them out. He went, if you're not going to, if you're not, what was it? If you're not going to respect my um, my cooking, I'm not going to respect you. Get the fuck out of my restaurant. <laughs> he didn't care. He didn't care. He was, he was, he was um, independent. He can give a fuck. That's great. <laughs> but, like the, 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 the restaurant was just his passion project. He just didn't care. But he was, he was the, everyone's idea of what a fiery Italian is, that was him. Um, <laughs> right, so we have talked about fucking everything at the end there. I don't even everything, know how yep. we got onto that. I, chocolate, something, we got onto it somehow. Yeah. But um, yeah, was there anything that you wanted to um, add there that you don't think we got into or, or that you think I talked over? Anything that I, because I know I talked a lot, so anything you really wanted to make a point of there at all? No. Um, I, if you don't care, I would love to talk about real quick what we're doing right now. Absolutely, um, yeah. We got something called, it started out as Baskets of Hope, um, but then I realized, you know, branding-wise, we turned it to Baskets for a Purpose. And about four years ago, I was in a doctor's office, and there's a little kid just being a tyrant. And the mom gave him every toy the doctor had, candy, nothing, nothing would calm him down. And I have really bad anxiety, so I had a fidget spinner. Mm. Um, and I gave it to him as I got called back, right? And when I came through, the kid was still playing with it. And I had this idea of like, what if we could get these style, these anxiety toys to kids all over the world? Like, how cool would that be? Um, so I started doing, um, I, I had five or six different names of it. And then two years ago around Easter, I put, hey, let's do baskets of hope and came up with this idea and tried to get donations because I couldn't afford to do it. It's expensive. Um, and I made $2 in donations, so it never took off. And this year I had the idea again and I came back out with it and started posting it everywhere. And I woke up one morning and somebody's like, that sounds kind of cool. Here's $200, get started. And it costs about $35 a basket yeah. um, with shipping. And we sent them out and immediately we sent out. Um, and I did it on purpose. I, I went to social media first because I knew at least there I could gain pictures, you know, not just my podcast audience who a lot of them are on Twitter. Um, so I had some people get it. They sent some pictures of their kids and how happy they made them and success stories. And now it's going, I don't want to say viral, but it's getting a lot of attention. Um, we have now sent out 181 baskets and I want to, I want to hit a thousand. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we take donations for it, but we also do it ourselves. When people sign up on the list, we let them know, we don't know when you're going to get it, but you're going to get it. Yeah. Um, 
and when we get donations and it's got everything it's got um you know little bubble timers you like a lava lamp you turn it upside down and it shows them um it's got stress balls stick my wife found these stickers that has helped my kids you put it on the back of your phone or on your desk and it's just like textured stickers so you can rub it and calm down and um it just became it was a project then it became a mission you know um and we got laugh for a purpose it's always the number four so laugh for slash baskets um and we talk all about it we have videos hello I, I some of the links everything everything that has been talked about guys will be down below so please do check out um kev's uh, stuff down below so it's just it's just been a great thing man it's getting the stories back I, the other day um i had somebody kept messaging me saying hey when are you free i want to do a video call and i was like give me a minute and their son had one of those anxiety stickers and it helped him and he passed his or he won his spelling bee competition at nine years old and he won he didn't like when he got home it wasn't grandma it wasn't dad he's like i want to call the big cab and let him know you know <laughs> so it's kind of uh, it's really rewarding every day getting stories and you know getting the donations that people give and it's not so much the money but the the fact they see my vision in it and, and the fact we can help kids so um it's been absolutely absolutely amazing it's been really fun you know hearing the stories sending them out um and then also down below, if he's going to have all my links, we do have an Amazon store. We're a wish list where if you can't donate and you want to get something from the wish list, then you can do that. So, um, but other than that, man, I'm just an honor to have be on here. Um, it, it's nice to come on a show and find out your food sucks. You're not really Irish and, <laughs> you know, your customer service is horrible. So, um, yeah, it, it does. It was, it was really great for my mental health. Um, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> but yeah, no, man, it was definitely, it's, it's nice to just, have somebody I can talk to just to, yeah. who gets it, you know? Yeah. So I appreciate you and, and your audience and, you know, your, your community and uh, you'll see me on your Twitch for sure. I am on Twitch. I usually scavenge around. So I'll definitely have to stop in for sure. Yeah, man, feel free. Um, and uh, my Twitch and stuff is below guys, as well as my um, um, English again is hard. Um, Words. One that's wondering, guys, is like two thirty in the morning for me. Okay, so shut up if you're gonna have them. Got me not be able to speak. Um, so uh, yeah. Also below is my website, and on the website is my resources, guys. So if you do need those resources as well, I'm sure there's stuff on on Kev's as well. But if you need anything, have a look um, because you'll be able to you know find what you need, whatever that is. Um, at least on my website, um, if you're in the UK, at least um, it's sectioned down. Um, so literally in alphabetical order, ADHD, autism, addiction, whatever it is. And then at the bottom is general websites as well. Um, we've just added a couple of new ones on there as well. Um, so do do have if a look. If you're listening to this on the 25th, then tomorrow on the 26th, come over to Laugh for a Purpose podcast and yours truly, Adam, will be on there. Yes. He will not be up for a challenge. He will be Adam. And oh, we, yeah. are going to, we are going to insult your food the entire time. I've got a days of research. Go for it. I, what I might do just for that. I just bought chocolate. I, I'm going to open that chocolate on that podcast. <laughs> so what I should do is get a Hershey's bar at the same time and just be like, yeah, oh, let's do it. <laughs> if I fucking have to. Oh, no. Um, but, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, I, these podcasts for me are always about this. You should be in a podcast. If on a podcast, all you do is talk about the title of the podcast. You haven't fucking talked enough. You know, you, you should get onto some random shit. And if it's yes. you know, insulting someone's food or if it's, um, you know, talking about, fuck, it was me. I mean, I did one earlier and it was just me going off on rants at um, misogynist 
uh, bigots and just just fucking sh- ranting. Like if that's what should happen, as I as I explained that's... to everyone, I explained to Kev before we came on um, the the screen. Is for me these podcasts should be overhearing people chatting in a bar. And what more? What says a fucking chat in a bar more than people arguing about what is the best fucking food there? Or who's exactly. It's, it's exactly. exactly what it should be. Usually, it'd be like what what fucking what goes in a hot dog or something. So it's near. This is near enough, you know. It's near as What's the best bar food? Something like that, because you know we can get onto the fucking mustard and ketchup bullshit later. So, right. Um, thank you very what much. He actually said what he actually said. Everybody, just be honest. He didn't say any of that. He said, "Listen, Kev, I do have to give at least fifteen minutes to my hero, <laughs> bro. Pierce Brock. I, I have to let Pierce know how much I love him and the affection I have. So." If you can just flatter me and let me have time to talk about peers, and that—that's what he really said at the beginning of the show. <laughs> oh, there's some cunt out there that now believes that. Um, <laughs> if you do, I don't care. Just watch the whole thing. Get me the monetization. It's good. Um, anyway, guys. So, um, thank you so much for joining me, Kev. Thank you everyone for joining me again. If you've made it this far, if you're actually listening to these words, go get yourself a cookie. And a proper one, a big fucker, because you deserve it. You've got to this far. And fuck, you must be hungry at this point. Um, thank you very much for joining us, guys. Um, I have no idea who my guest is next week. We'll find out when I'll find out when you do. Um, but thank you so much for joining us, and we'll see you again next time. Cheers, everyone. <laughs>